block. But Ferry fields it at the 34. 35. 40. It's a block. 45. Midfielding down the roof. Oh, he's got an open. 30. A 20. A 10. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Go back on the field. And Ferry brings it all the way. Is filling in. The cheerleaders are stretching. The band is tuning up, and the popcorn is popping. In the locker rooms, the coaches and players are preparing for the task at hand. Emotions are reaching a fever pitch as one team will celebrate the thrill of victory, while the other will feel the painful sting of defeat. Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 are proud to present the Castle Game of the Week. Kickoff is right around the corner, so let's go to the press box. Here's the Z92.5 Sports Guy, Ted Fatel. Well, hello again, everyone. You are listening in live tonight from Red Wing Field in St. John's, Michigan, as the Wings will take on the Hazlitt Vikings in a Week 6 Capital Area Activities Conference Red Division Showdown. It's homecoming 2019 here in the Mid-City, and we have a great crowd at the stadium tonight. We're coming to you coast-to-coast live on Z92.5, Z92.5.com, and TuneIn Radio, and also broadcasting on Three Point Podcast at Three Point Pod. The opening kickoff and start of tonight's game is right around the corner, but first, take a very close listen to Bart Matthews and our great starting lineup of Z92.5 team members. Hey, thank you very much, Ted, and a big thanks going out to our sponsors, including Alderman's and Lennon, Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Vex Trailer Superstore and Service Center, CLH Insurance, Fast Eddies, Ferrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Hub Tire Center, KP Auto Body, McKenzie and Crosby, Memorial Healthcare, Mercantile Bank, Mid-State Sales and Service, Mid-City Excavating, Oaks Fisher Insurance, Postal Connections, Signature Ford, Sportsnet, or I'm sorry, Sportsnet Michigan, Sports Scene, Young Buick GMC, and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. Well, both teams coming off a bit of a thumping a week ago. It was number nine, Mason, downing the Red Wings 46-7. to Bulldog quarterback Chance Strickland had a big game going 11-14 in the air for 320 yards and four touchdowns. St. John's running back Brock Miller ran for 100 yards and a TD, and Luke Kudwa finished with 76 yards passing. Williamston downed Hazlitt 48-14. to Hornet quarterback Luke Mahaney had a solid night of work with 100 yards passing and three touchdowns to go with 100 yards rushing. We'll be back with further pregame in our starting lineup, but first, take a listen to this. It's Gilbert's Hardware and Appliances. Buy one, get one free Best Look paint sale. That's right. Thursday through Sunday, buy one gallon of Best Look paint and get one free. Best Look Paint has a lifetime warranty, and the experts at Gilbert's can help you find and mix the perfect color for your project. Plus, you can save 30% on selected Best Look premium label roller covers, brushes, and kits. There's never been a better time to save than right now on all Best Look interior and exterior paints at Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance. Hurry in today because the buy one, get one free paint sale ends Sunday. You know that Gilbert's is mid-Michigan's largest appliance dealer, bigger than those big box stores. In fact, you can view over 200 appliances in their showroom. And with nearly 700 appliances in their local warehouse, you can pick up your appliance today. Gilbert's has a fully trained expert service department, and delivery is always available. Shop online and get their best price deal at gilbertshardwareandappliance.com. Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, 113 Main in downtown Owasso. 
Are you ready for some football? Check out the newest edition of High School Sports Scene. You'll find photos and stories on local teams and student athletes. Grab a copy at your favorite high school or on the new stands today. For schedules, previews, feature stories, and more, pick up our latest issue or check us out at highschoolsportscene.com. The 92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Listen up. And a variety of the 80s, 90s, and now. All the music I want to hear. Station 7, Morris, Lennon, St. John's, Westphalia, Chesaning, Lanesburg, St. Louis, and a little bitty piece of Lansing. WJSC, Ashley Owasso. Awesome, yeah. C92.5, The Castle. Be listening for the drive of the game tonight, brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso. Saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. And the player of the game tonight will be to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. Well, back to that uh, Hazlitt game last week. They lost 48-14 to Williamson. Vikings were led in that game by Devin Nash, who had a rushing TED and also caught a touchdown pass from Xander Thalen. Uh, last year, it was Hazlitt defeating the Red Wings 33-14. to So St. John's here in their homecoming looking for a little revenge tonight, Bartman. Yeah, Hazlitt uh, kind of having an off season for the Vikings, aren't they? A little bit, yeah. 1-4 and four on the season, 0-3 oh in the CAC. St. John's still hanging on to hopes for uh, a conference title or at least a tie. They're 2-1 and one in the CAC Red, 3-2 and two overall. But it's always a good matchup when these teams yeah. do battle. And the, the biggest challenge tonight is going to be for the press box staff and the announcer here on the radio trying to figure out who has the ball. The numbers are unbelievably tough to read. Has has all white uniforms, believe it or not, white numerals just trimmed and outlined in black. Yeah, if they had their names a little bit bigger font, Ted, we wouldn't really have to worry about the numbers. <laughs> you well, know, don't often see names on the back of high school jerseys. No, well, here's Drew Dabler's kicking it off, and it goes down to the goal line, picked up by a Red Wing back there. That was Jamin Medlock on the return, brings it up to about the 20-yard line. So offensively for St. John's, a little change here. At left tackle will be Kane Larrison, a 215-pound senior, Sam Hallad on the other side. The guards are uh, Brad Burnash and Colby Munger. The center will be C.J. Crum. One wide receiver, Joe Pendleton and Adam Wazak. Quarterback is Luke Kudwa. He sends a man in motion, hands it off to that uh, slot man who cuts upfield for decent yardage there. And then we're going to get a late penalty flag. That was Jamin Medlock on the carry, and we got a late flag. May possibly be a, a face mask here. Rounding out that offensive lineup for the Red Wings, Brock Miller will be at a running back position. And Aiden Maurer will see some time at the slot back position as well. Also, we'll see Keegan Kinney a lot here tonight for the Red Wings. And it was a face mask for Hazlitt, the Vikings of Charlie Otluski. He's been a veteran around a long time. Andy Schmidt is counterpart for St. John's. He'll start Drew Dabler at one end along with Tim Salinas. Inside tackles Caleb Corser and Kale Scheibner. Linebackers are Damara Gabissa, Chase Cook, and Daniel Ash. Xander Thalen, Jacob Boss, Devin Nash, and Marcus Marcus Medrano will be the cornerbacks. I'll get it straight here yet, partner. (laughs) First and ten, St. John's with the benefit of that penalty. That moves the ball to about the 42-yard line of the Red Wings. 
They break out of the huddle. Kudwa, the quarterback, 5'10", 150-pound senior. Single back this time. He gets the call straight up the middle. Has an opening and crosses midfield. Tripped up at about the 48. That was Keegan Kenny on that quick hitter. Following Burnash. First one there on the tackle for the Hazlitt Vikings. Charlie Rosenbrook into the ball game. Yeah, huge hole opened up by that Red Wings line. And Kenny with about a nine-yard gain. First and 10, St. John's, or second down the yard. I guess he came up just short. Ball at the 49-yard line of the Hazlitt Vikings. Just underway here from Red Wing Field. Homecoming here in St. John's. Double wing. Man goes in motion away from us. He gets the handoff. That's Brock Miller. Has first down yardage and more. Spins at the 45. Cuts up to the 40. And tripped up at about the 38-yard line. Miller's first touch of the game, big 11-yard gain. And uh, St. John's seeing something up the middle because they've been gaining a lot of yards on that play. Kale Schiebner, the six foot six, 215-pound senior, the first one there for the Vikings. St. John's with a nice little drive here, helped by a face mask penalty, has it first and 10. At the 38 of Hazard, going right to left, the Red Wings wearing the solid black uniforms. Sends a man in motion. He gets the handoff. That's Jamin Medlock that time. Medlock gets a couple. First one there was Damara Jabisa. So second down, eight yards to go here for the Red Wings. As I mentioned, Andy Schmidt, who was an all-state quarterback over here, led the Red Wings to a state championship appearance a few years back. First year on the sideline replacing Dave Mergey. Long count at the line. Now they're going to change up the call here. Kudo, I was trying to get five free ones there. Now he'll send the man in motion away from us. He gets the handoff. Rock Miller up the middle, breaks a tackle. Finally tripped up at about the 25-yard line. First and 10 on Brock Miller. Had a nice hole there. The offensive line doing a great job up front, and Charlie Rosenbrook again in on that touchdown-saving tackle. Also helping out with Xander Thalen. St. John's teasing with these backs going into motion that, you know, they're going to try and take that one wide, but getting all kinds of yardage between the tackles. Andy Schmidt sends the play call in with Luke Kudwa. He breaks the Red Wings out of the huddle now. Just underway here, nine minutes to go in the first quarter, scoreless tie. Tailback gets the call. That was Keegan Kinney, maybe a yard. At the bottom of the pile, Drew Dabler, the 235-pound senior. We'll give him a yard on that try. Ball to the 24-yard line. Boy, Bart, we've seen some uh, weather swings this week, haven't we, here in mid-Michigan? Well, I'm not sure what day you got back from New York, but uh, we were in the low 80s Monday and Tuesday, but... uh, a lot of rain on both days as well. And, I mean, it's been kind of raining on and off, been cold. Field down here, really damp and spongy. Yeah, it was spongy walking in. And uh, I will say this, this is our first uh, first fall football weather evening here in mid-Michigan. Jamin Medlock just had the carry, took it to the 20, but we do have a penalty flag. I think we got a sideline warning on the St. John's bench. So the referee... Waves the arms at the bench to back up, fellas. Get behind that white line there for the safety of the players and, more importantly, the men in the stripes that run that sideline. Absolutely. 
And don't want to take away a big gain like Medlock just made, too. Third and five. The Red Wings with the ball in this scoreless tie. They have it at the 20-yard line of the Hazlitt Vikings. Good matchup here in the Capital Area Conference. Medlock will go on the right slot. They'll send a man here, left slot, single back behind the quarterback, Kudwa. They'll hand it off to the running back this side, Brock Miller. He's following a man in the middle of the line. as a 15, the 10, down to the 5, and maybe surged forward to about the 4. Finally brought down by Xander Thalen. First down, by two, Thalen. So it'll be first and goal, the Red Wings. This portion of this drive brought to you by Aldermans and Lennon, Alibi and Brubaker Insurance. Appleby Oil and Propane, Beck's Trailer Superstore and Service Center, and CLH Insurance. Can't say enough about our great sponsors who bring week in and week out. It's always great when we get folks to step up, too, for the week. Absolutely. Kudwa takes the snap, hands it off. Keegan Kinney. Takes it in from four yards out, and the Red Wings draw first blood. Real nice drive by St. John's right there. Getting aided on that first play by that uh, that uh, face mask penalty. But uh, Red Wings able to just run that right up the gut, whether it's Brock Miller or uh, Medlock or Keegan Kinney. I mean, all three runners have had a lot of luck and a lot of success running up the middle on that first drive. Yep. So That's a potential drive of the game right there. It very well, very well could be. I know how you operate. Took a lot of time, too. I like that. So in to attempt the kick will be Blake Munger. The hold is down. The kick is up, and the kick is good. So St. John's leads it over Hazlitt. 7 nothing here with 7.18 to go in the first. Hey, your number one St. John's Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Alibi and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to ensure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at avins.com. Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, offensively for Hazlitt, they'll be getting the ball up front. They got Kyle Pinkelman and Leonard Smith at the tackles. The guards, Jonah Kincaid and Drew Dabler. Snapping the ball will be Gabe Anson. One wide receiver will be Andrew Walter, Andrew Waters. And on the other side, Jake Boss. I believe he might be the son of Michigan State's baseball coach, if I'm not mistaken. Xander Thalen will be the quarterback, six foot, 370-pound junior. And in the backfield, the two slot backs will be Cole Borges and Luke Heidi. Devin Nash will be the running back. I'll get the St. John's defense set for you here in a second. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted Patel. Gorgeous George at the studios. It's high school football here on the castle. Your leading source for high school sports here in our area. Kicking off will be Munger. Deep for Hazlitt will be Devin Nash. He's the deepest man at about the five. Here's the boot. Goes down to about the ten. The man on the far side there, Luke Heidi, brings it upfield to about the 24. So it'll be first and ten Hazlitt. Defensively, for the Red Wings up front, they'll have Jackson Williams, Brad Burnash, Colby Munger, Sam Hallad, and Aiden Wazak rotating in. Aiden Maurer, C.J. Crum, Jamin Mack, and Caleb Teeples will rotate at linebackers. 
And in that umbrella secondary, Luke Kudwa, Joe Pendleton will be the corners. Brock Miller and Keegan Kinney are the safeties. Got a pleasant football evening here at St. John's for this homecoming. Wind coming a little bit from the northeast, gusting at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overcast skies, but no rain in the forecast. Let's hope that holds off. Of course, you're back after a week off yeah. because of the weather a week ago. We had E-Man sit yeah, in. I don't go out anymore job. after. Uh, if it's going to be bad weather, I'm staying in, man. I'm not I'm not even showing up. <laughs> Just going to hang there in the deal zone. Too slippery to get up those stadium steps. I'm not doing it. First and 10 from the 25. Hazlitt with it. Ball carrier takes it for a couple yards gain. Devin Nash on that carry. First one there on the tackle was Caleb Teeples for the Red Wings. Hazlitt with the ball. Second down and just about nine yards to go. Out of the shotgun, the six foot three junior quarterback, Xander Thalen, sends a man to his right. They'll run the belly series. He gets the handoff. And St. John stacks him up. Again, that was Nash on the carry. Colby Munger and Sam Hallett. First couple of Red Wings inside the interior line there on that tackle. Yeah, it looks like we got a Viking down. Yeah, it looks like we do have an injured Hazlitt Viking. So clock is stopped with six minutes and 30 seconds to go here in this first quarter. 7 nothing. St. John's leads it. Through all the Michigan seasons, Mid-State Sales and Service in St. John's has the outdoor power you need to get the job done fast. Right now, take advantage of rebates on select Simplicity Mowers. Plus, get 0% financing for up to 48 months. Get power for your all your fall cleanup. Pick up a new steel lawnblower or chainsaw. And get ready to tackle the snow with a preseason sale on Simplicity Snowblowers. Mid-State Sales and Service on M21, just a quarter mile west of DeWitt Road in St. John's. Mid-State Sales and Service, a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5, the castle. Well, the injured player apparently maybe just knocked the wind out of himself. He popped up pretty quickly to the sidelines. we got three wideouts here for the Vikings, all in white. Going left to right. Quarterback Thalen looking to throw. Scrambles out of trouble. Cuts upfield. Looks like he'll be just short of the first down. Pretty good gain there by Thalen, improvising on that scramble. It looked a little like somebody from uh, Kansas City on that play. And, uh, you know, just not really well defended. I mean, the the receivers were well defended, but there was really nobody to spy on Thalen on that one right there. And Man coverage, he's going to walk all over that. We might talk a little bit Lion football at halftime when we do our shortened version of the show we used to always do, the sports forum. There you go. Sports forum at the half. Fourth down and a couple. Hazlitt going to go for it from their own 34. Here's the snap. They'll run the option. Thalen keeps it himself. He stood up right at the first down marker. It is going to be a matter of where they spot this one. And I didn't get the uh, the number of the uh, the Red Wing that tackled right there. I think it might have been Colby Munger. Nah, middle but linebacker C.J. Crum came and put the shoulder on. Yeah, just yeah he, he hit him high, too. And you kind of had to on that play right yep. there. But he That's just got the enough. chains. Yeah, I didn't think he made it. Good call there by Coach O for the Hazlitt Vikings. 5-17 and counting here in the first quarter. 7-zip St. John's. Hazlitt with the football from their own 35. Again, Thalen keeps it on the option around the left end, but we got a penalty flag. More than likely a holding going to go against one of the interior linemen. 
Yeah, you can see the two guys that just did it. I mean, you can't you can't hold like that when you're that far away from the play. No. It looks like they're pointing at uh, a young sophomore on that offensive line. Leonard Smith may be the culprit there. In on that tackle for the Red Wings was Joe Pendleton, but this is going to be a holding call, going to go against the Vikings and send them back somewhere in the vicinity of the 25-yard line or so. Nice play by Hazlitt, too, outside of that hold. It was a really nice little gain. So they'll start the clock back up five minutes ago, first and 20 from the 25-yard line. Thalen empties the backfield. Two wideouts on the far side, three over here. He'll throw the ball down this sideline. It's up in the air. Oh, wow. Circus catch into St. John's territory. Andrew Waters, the six foot three, 185-pound senior, outfought that time. Luke Kudwa for the Red Wings, who actually had him covered pretty well, but an absolute perfect pass and great catch by Waters. Yeah, it looked like Kudwa was going to at least knock that one down, and Waters just made a little circus jump right there. Yeah, a little Calvin Johnson-esque there. First and ten, Hazlitt. Really awkward throw from Thalen, though. <laughs> and we got a Hazlitt timeout right now on the field. 4.39 to go in the first quarter on the Castle. 7-0 St. John's over the Hazlitt Vikings. What if everyone cared like family? At Memorial Healthcare, they understand the power of physician and are committed to being there for your family. That's why they have a location right around the corner. With excellent providers you can trust. People who know you as neighbors, because this is more than helping patients. This is family. With 26 satellite offices located throughout Shiawassee County and several surrounding counties, including Saginaw, Clinton, Ingham, and Genesee, you can find a provider that's right for you and your family by visiting memorialhealthcare.org. Well, both these teams have a couple of common opponents, and you can do with this what you will. Uh, both have played Williamston. It was St. John's over Williamston, 33-21. And uh, last week it was Hazlitt losing 48 to 14. They both played Mason and lost by very similar scores. First and 10, Thalen keeps it himself. But this time the Red Wings say nothing doing there, young man. That was Xander Thalen on the carry, and C.J. Crum, the 220-pound junior linebacker, wrapped him up in his arms. Kind of a little bit like Dick Buckus, if you want to go back in my time. I don't know who would you compare. Who would be one of the top linebackers in the uh, in the NFL nowadays? Uh, what's the guy's name from, the, from was Denver? It, was it Green Bay, and then he went over to L.A.? Yeah. Clay Matthews. Clay yeah. Matthews, yeah. Oh, I don't know why. I can't remember that name. Well, he had a terrible call go against him last yes, night did. in that game. They had Thalen throwing a quick little pass. Miller... In on the tackle, brings up third down in about three here for Hazlitt. Ball right at the 30-yard line. Single back to the right here. They fake it to him, a little slot pass on the little look-in, incomplete, intended for Waters. So brings up another fourth down play. You know Hazlitt's going to go for it here at the 30-yard line of St. John's. They trail the Red Wings 7-0. St. John's 30, they kind of have to, don't they? Well, yeah. If they went for it in their own territory, and they know they got to keep the ball away from St. John's as much as they can. Three wideouts on this side, one on the far side. Again, Hazlitt going left to right, wearing the white uniforms. White uniforms are white numbers. Quite a combination. Thalen rolls to his right, 
Gonna have first down yardage, but we have a flag at the line of scrimmage as Thalen oh. takes it down to about the 20. And it's gonna be holding, gonna go against the Vikings, so this is coming back. Nice little run by Thalen, too. And, he, you know, I keep flashing back to that Lions game. He didn't check to see if there was a penalty flag before he took oh, off. Oh, jeez. Ah. Yeah, that. Yeah, I wish I had a chance to watch that entire oh, game. I was on the road, as you know. I oh, was, yeah. Listen to it on Sirius Radio, watch the last two minutes because it was a long game, so out in Baltimore, they don't normally carry the Lions, but they, they cut away to it at the end. Mm. What a game, huh? That's, that's a typical Lion loss. They, they outplayed the Chiefs the whole yeah. way. couple of freak plays, a couple plays. of bad calls by the refs as usual. Yep. Fourth down now and about 16. The ball at the 48-yard line of St. John's. Hazlitt with it. Trips this way, two on the other side. Thalen has time, throws one down this sideline, has a man open, has it at the 10, the 5, inside the 5-yard line, Andrew Waters, and a pretty a pass as you are ever going to say, and not very good coverage by the Red Wing defensive back on this near side of the field. You know, I was talking before about uh, some of his passes looking a little awkward. That one sure didn't. Not at all. Oh, man, that was beautiful. He had. And I don't know how Waters got that open. Just enough air under that one. It was perfectly thrown. That's as good a high school pass you're ever going to see. Yeah. Under three minutes to go here in the first. First and goal to go from the two-yard line. St. John's calls a timeout. Coaching staff wants to talk with that defense and maybe ask that question. How on earth did you let him get behind you on fourth and long? But it's first and goal. Hazlitt from the two, trailing 7 nothing to St. John's. We'll be back with the play right after this. Hub Tire's there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, tomorrow, 8 to 11.30. Call 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27 north of 21 in St. John's or visit hubtires.com. Homecoming 2019 here in the Mid-City. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted the Sports Guy. Glad to be here tonight. One of our favorite spots and always some of the best pizza around. Chris Irvin and his staff, they do a great job. Here is the option. They hand it off to the fullback on the dive up the middle. And they're going to say he's in. Two-yard run. Devin Nash takes it in for the Hazlitt Vikings. Yeah, a little bit of laundry on the field as well. Yeah, I think they were talking up here, maybe a little bit of excessive celebration, maybe. Oh, if you can't no, celebrate after that drive. No, it goes against uh, St. John's, unsportsmanlike uh, conduct. So they'll count that on the penalty. Uh, they move it half the distance. Hazlitt, though, looks like they're just going to set up for the kick. That's kind of surprising. Well, I think they're going to take the penalty on the kickoff. Gotcha. So they're within a point. Hazlitt with the two-yard dive by Devin Nash. They'll attempt the kick now. Drew Dabler will boot it out of Ethan Narker's hold. He puts it down. Kind of a wild snap, but he did a good job putting it down. And the kick by Dabler puts it up and good. We got a tie ball game, folks. 7-7, Hazlitt and St. John's right here on the castle. 
Applebee Oil and Propane has been your local choice for fuel needs since 1975, and they're proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties. <coughs> With excellent customer service and over 25 years' experience in the petroleum industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreational gas, which is excellent for chainsaws, lawnmowers, and all small engines. Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel. Online at applebyoil.com. Two minutes and 50 seconds to go here in this first quarter. Halftime, they'll crown a queen and a king. And when they make that announcement, when we come back from our uh, This Week in High School Sports, we'll let you know. We'll also have our halftime shortened version of the Sports Forum. Don't forget, three-point podcast will follow this football game. You can hear our radio-edited version of three-point pod. If you want to hear our regular podcast, Just download iTunes, SoundCloud, any of the big podcast hosting sites, and you can listen anytime. You can listen to the entire 89-episode run if you're apt to do that. Jared and uh, Matt filled in while I was on the road, and, uh, yeah, the old guy never gets any respect when he hits the road, Bart. Uh Uh-oh. Here is the kickoff, a low liner picked up by St. John's, brought up field to the 25 to about the 29-yard line. I think that was... Caleb Teeples on the return. So St. John's will have it first and 10. It's the rah-rah home team extravaganza, only at Signature Ford in Owasso. Right now, Lisa New, 2019 Ford F-150 crew cab, talking about a four-wheel drive XLT from only 169 a month. Or Lisa New, 2019 Ford Escape four-wheel drive for only 159 a month. Ford red carpet lease, 4419 do-it signing. See dealer for details. Signature has the lowest price around and deliver right to your door. Signature Ford Nawaso's rah-rah home team extravaganza. Stop in today or visit online at sigautogroup.com. Keegan Kinney with a quick hitter up the middle brought down by Daniel Ash, a sophomore linebacker for the Vikings. 2.23 to go here in the first quarter. 7-7 is the score. And all kinds of deals there in the deal zone. All kinds of right? deals. I'll tell you what, one of the big things we're doing, Ted. Yeah. Free admission to Oktoberfest next week and a free Oktoberfest mug with any test drive. Nice. Well, let's talk about free. we got a free man Whoa. in the open here for the Red Wings. In and out he goes. Brock Miller takes it across the 50, the 40, the 30, and then finally run out of bounds right around the 20-yard line of Hazlitt. Xander Thalen was finally there to bring him out of bounds, but a nice run by Miller. And we got to give some credit to those guys up front. Oh, yes. Larrison, Burnash, Baker, uh, C.J. Crum, Colby Munger, Sam Hallett. Good job of blocking here so far tonight. They're getting off the ball quickly. So it'll be the Red Wings with it just on the edge of the red zone at the 20-yard line. First and 10. Two minutes to go here in the first quarter. Man comes from the right slot. He gets the handoff. That's Jamin Medlock, breaks a tackle at the 10, the 5, into the corner, he's in, touchdown, St. John's, 20-yard run by Jamin Medlock. And a more credit going out to the O-line on that one, but wow, Medlock is fast and hard to bring down. Yeah, and you don't arm tackle him, he's got those big thighs. You got that head of steam going, and there's a quick answer. Has it? 
scored their TD with 2.50 to go in a minute 50 now here in this first quarter on the Medlock 20-yard run. He's only 185 pounds. He runs downhill big, doesn't he? He does. Blake Munger to attempt the kick. 13-7 right now. High snap. The holder gets it down. The kick is up. And Munger splits the uprights. 14-7. 14-7. St. John's leads it here on Z92.5 over the Hazlitt Vikings. William Graham Tax and Accounting in Corona has been servicing mid-Michigan since 1985. Professional tax and bookkeeping services for individuals, corporations, the self-employed, and partnerships. Conveniently located on Bacchus Street in Corona, a couple of blocks from McCurdy Park. If you have questions, contact the experienced staff and schedule your free consultation. For more details on William Graham Tax and Accounting, stop by, give them a call, or find them online at grahamaccounting.biz. Well, we're glad you tuned into this one tonight. we got a good one brewing so far, St. John's and Hazlitt. The Red Wings right now on offense look very, very tough to yes, stop. Yes, they do. Uh, just a potent running game here, but... Uh, Hazlitt looks pretty pretty sweet in the air, too, don't they? Yeah, they got a nice passing game, and, uh, you know, right now Coach Charlie Atluski is looking to make some adjustments defensively against this high-powered running attack by the St. John's Red Wings. Andy Schmidt, Coach O's counterpart, probably talking to his team, hey, let's, uh, let's do a little better job in the secondary and get on those guys. And part of the reason that they're getting open is that he has time to throw. Xander Thalen. So that that defensive line for the Red Wings maybe try to put a little bit more pressure on. Jersey's still a little too clean, isn't it? It is. So Blake Munger will kick it off. Three deep men here for the Hazlitt Vikings. Minute 51 to go in the first quarter on the Castle. 14-7 St. John's. Here's the approach and the kick. High end over end to the far sideline. Returning that one is Marcus Madrano brings it upfield to about the 30, crosses the 30 to about the 33-yard line. So Hazlitt will have it. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes at Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC. They know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso invite you to drive a little and save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC. Proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, we have an injured Red Wing on the field. It looked like maybe a leg injury of some sort. The player got up for a moment or two and then went back down when the medical staff came out to take a look. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. This portion of the game being brought to you by Fast Eddie's. Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, and Hub Tire Center. Our next Castle game will be a big one. It'll be uh, at Wilman Field, the Corona Cavaliers taking on the Owasso Trojans. Corona got off the stide last week with a win over Clio. The Trojans taking on Clio tonight. And uh, early on, it looked like both teams might be winless heading into that one. It doesn't matter. That truly is a game where you can throw the records out. It's going to be a head-knocking affair. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And, you know, we think about what happened last year and just a uh, 
a very close game, but uh, an intimidating physical game by the Trojans. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next week with that one. Yeah, let's face it. In last year's victory by Owasso, the first win in a long, long time, and their only win of the season, by the way. Yeah. We talk about physical. I mean, it was borderline uh, too physical, if you will. There was plenty of... uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, but uh, the Trojans used it to their advantage. They said, you know what, we're tired of being bullied. We're going to be the bully for for a change here on the football field, and it paid off. Yeah, most definitely. So they're still taking their time on the field, so while they do, take a listen to this. Hey, when it comes to insurance, you really want an agent who cares about you. Oaks Fisher Insurance is a family-owned, independent insurance agency offering hometown service and personal attention for all your personal and business needs. Whether it's auto, farm, home, life, business, or annuities, Oaks Fisher Insurance is the policy you need. Located at 322 North Water Street in Owasso, visit oaksfisher.com or call 989-723-3011. Well, the injured player, Angel Jimenez, definitely having a little trouble walking off the field, but he is upright, being helped off. So let's hope that he gets uh, some medical attention. He'll be all right. So Hazlitt with the ball. First and 10 from their own 32-yard line going left to right. They trail 14-7. to seven. Xander Thalen, impressive junior quarterback, six foot three, 170 pounds. He has his running back to his left. He's got two wideouts on the far side, one over here on the near side with a slot. Thalen looking to throw, has plenty of time. Again, goes for the home run ball down the far sideline and caught. Oh, he's got all day to throw, and it is complete in St. John's territory at about the 35-yard line. Jake Boss, the reception there. And as I mentioned, I'm almost 100% sure he is the son of the Michigan State baseball coach, Jake Boss. Boss. So that moves it to the 35-yard line. How how impressive is that throwing? Yeah. Thalen takes it, bobbles it, picks it back up, running for his life right now, and that gives the Red Wings some time as they sack the Hazlitt quarterback. And a flag on the play, though. We do have a penalty flag. Aiden Maurer was the uh, first defender there to get to the Hazlitt quarterback. 14-7 to is the score. St. John's on top. Personal foul face mask going to go against the Red Wings. So oh, that's going to give us Hazlitt 15 freebies. Moving that much closer. Boy, this could be a shootout before it's all said and done tonight. Minute 17 to go in the first quarter. Darkness has set in here in St. John's. A little after 7.30 here on this Friday evening. Well, we talked about my little vacation, Barton. Really, the highlight was going to see To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway with Jeff Daniels. Oh, yeah. What a fantastic performance. And he's one of the guys I'll buy season tickets to any day of the week. Just a great actor from our state, too, down in Chelsea. Yeah. Here's the shotgun staff. Thalen from uh, the 20-yard line. little swing pass out here this way. Receiver takes it inside the 10 down to about the 5-yard line. Finally run out of bounds. That was uh, Devin Nash on the swing pass. In on the tackle for the Red Wings, Demarcus Washington. So that takes the ball to the five-yard line now of St. John's. 
Hazlitt trailing by seven, but looking to possibly tie this one out. Two wideouts on the far side. We're under a minute to go here in the first. Xander Thalen out of the shotgun and running back to his left. Ball's a high snap. It's on the field. And finally, Thalen runs it down at about the 22-yard line. St. John's almost came away with it. That one on the shotgun snap was skied over the six foot three Thalen, who just barely got a finger on it to slow it down. Yeah, we've seen a couple of bad snaps on this drive. I don't know if it's got something to do with the uh, the field conditions and the ball being a little wet, but I think that's about the, really the only way that St. John's going to be able to stop Thalen here. Yeah, second and goal from five the 18. Five for five for 156 yards so far. And there's a nice little swing pass out here this way. Again, Nash breaks one tackle, gets around the left end to the goal line, in wow. for the score, and then we're going to get a late penalty. So let's see if this touchdown will count or not. Boy, we got some uh, shenanigans going on here with some theatrics by players. That was Nash on the 18-yard TD. Let's see if it uh, if it holds up. Yeah, pretty similar to the uh, the throw that uh, Thalen threw uh, towards us to Nash, and kind of a swing pass right there, and another big gain. Nash really dangerous after the buck. Yep. So After the catch, and that's a touchdown. Touchdown, a personal foul is going to go against St. John. So, as uh, Redmond would say, it's getting a little chippy out there, Bart. Yeah, just a little. So 174 yards right now. One touchdown, six for six for uh, Xander Thalen. And a nice run after the catch by Devin Nash. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of plays in a row, 16-yard gain and an 18-yard gain by uh, by Nash. It's only seven seconds to go in the first quarter. we got a fun one here, 13-14, or if I want to say it properly here, broadcast style. St. John's leads it 14-13 to over Hazlitt. Dabler in to attempt the kick, low snap, but they get it down. The kick is up, and it is wide left. So it's no good. So St. John's holds on to the one-point lead, 14-13 over Hazlitt here. When Mother Nature leaves you broken branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online at farrellstree.com or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, insured, Farrell's tree trimming and removal. Save now during the fall sales event at Beck's Trailer Superstore. 1,300 trailers on 45 acres. Beck's offers America's largest trailer selection, so you'll find the trailer that fits your needs and your budget. During Beck's fall sales event, save on hundreds of open and enclosed trailers. Plus, take advantage of their easy financing with payments from $69 a month with approved credit. They get work. Uh, they work with many local and national lenders to get you the best rate and lowest payment. For the best selection of the best trailers at unbeatable prices, call Bex or visit BexTrailerStore.com. So it'll be after that penalty, it'll be Hazlitt kicking off from the St. John's 45-yard line. I mean, why not uh, Why not just try an onside kick in this situation, Bart? Yeah, I mean, very little risk with that. I mean, it goes 10 yards and they recover it. Still pretty decent field position. Instead, they boot it down to the goal line. A bouncer picked up at the 5. 
up to the 10. Jamin Medlock brings it up across the 20 to about the 23-yard line. So Red Wings will have the ball first and 10. Sportsnet Michigan has thousands of high school game radio broadcasts available going all the way back to 1985. For a sample, check out the posted games right here at Three Point Podcast. For more information, message Ted Fatale on Twitter at Z925 Sports Guy. Actually, I changed my handle. I guess we need to we need to uh, correct that. I'm just Ted Fatel at Ted Fatel at Ted Fatel. Yeah, yeah. So you're able to buy that handle from the uh, the, the previous Ted Fatel. I was able to work it out. We do uh, have the first quarter in the. Did you buy that from your dad? <laughs> That's right, senior. <laughs> uh, we had the kickoff that ended the first quarter. So let's uh, let our uh, listeners hear a few more messages. Ah, drive of the game tonight. We've had a couple of real nice ones so far. Brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. And the player of the game tonight brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. And, Ted, a couple of candidates, one for Hazlitt and one for St. John's right now that are really standing out. I'm talking about Brock Miller for uh, for the Red Wings and, of course, quarterback Xander Thalen for the Hazlitt Vikings. A couple of real standout performances. It's going to be tough to judge here at the end of the game. Absolutely. A couple quick scores. East Lansing over Holt, 7 nothing. Hortonville Brandon over Corona, 14-7. to Here is the handoff. The running back here, Brock Miller, takes it up close to the 30-yard line. In on the tackle, Devin Nash. So the Red Wings will have it right around the, their own 30-yard line. We're just starting the second quarter here on the Castle. 14-13, to St. John's on top. I'm Ted Fatale with Bart Math. George back in the studio. If you want to follow me on Twitter again, that's at Ted Fatale, T-E-D-F-A-T-T-A-L. Yeah, I figured, Barn, if I was going to get a little controversy, controversial with my tweets, I better take ownership. Here's there a dive go. play up the middle of the 40. Midfield, the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, wow. St. John's. Keegan Kinney takes it in from 78 yards out. Now we'll call it actually 70 yards. Wow. <laughs> and just... All kinds of success running up the gut. You don't expect a 70-yard dash like that coming out on a regular dive play. But St. John's has been doing that all night long, having all kinds of success between the tackles. I mean, does this look like the St. John's team we've been following for the last 20 years or so? I mean, very, very similar with yeah. the powerful running game, the quick offensive line. and Just right not using the veer. Just not as nope, no beer. <laughs> Here's the snap. Kick is up. Kick is good. So St. John's takes a 21 to 13 lead here on the castle. 11-10 to go in the first half. Mercantile Bank understands that your life includes much more than banking. From large and small towns to fireworks, football games, and parades, you make this slice of Michigan a wonderful place to be. Mercantile Bank loves being a part of your town and is excited to help build a thriving local community. They thank you all for all that you do. 
They thank you for all that you do. Make this area of the Mitten such a special place to live and do business. Mercantile Bank is a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Member FDIC. So it's 21 to 13. St. John's now leads it. Uh, Hazlitt has no answers on defense to try and stop this Red Wing attack. Yeah, I mean, this is just kind of turning into a track meet between these two schools, isn't it? Yeah, might end up being who converts after the scores. And right, we had right now Hazlitt on their last PAT attempt missed it, so that's where they're stuck, 21-13. Still a one-possession game. A long way to go, but uh, pretty good matchup here. Capital Area Activities Conference Red Division. St. John's trying to stay in the conference race with the one loss. Fowlerville, very, very good team this season. That will be the Red Wings' opponent next week. Hazlitt will take on Lansing Eastern. Blake Munger will boot it off here. Three men back for Hazlitt. Is the approach and the kick. High, end over ender. Fielded at about the five. Devin Nash brings it up the 10, the 20, 15, oh, 20, 30. Midfield, the kicker to beat. The 45, the 30, down the near sideline. The 20, the 10. He's running out of gas, but he gets oh. into the end zone. A 95-yard touchdown run that is going to be called back. Oh, man. An illegal block below the knees. Holy cow, Coach Charlie Otluski can't believe it. He just told the referee to you-know-what. He gets another <laughs> penalty flag. Uh, just a brilliant return right there by Devin Nash, but uh, coming back and maybe a couple of penalties. Yeah, there's two penalties here, and we'll have to see. I, I'll tell you what, I wish we had access to the film because it makes you wonder, you know, it was nowhere near the action yeah. that I could see. And Nash just broke it up the middle, hit the near sideline, took it 95 yards all for naught with an illegal block going to go against Hazlitt. And then we also have an unsportsmanlike conduct on the coaching staff. So we'll let them sort that out while you take a listen to this. Cadwalder Lordhan, your local full-service auto owner's insurance agent. Call 725-7134. Save by insuring your home, business, life, boat, or car with no problem. Auto Owners Insurance Agent, CLH Insurance. 200 West Exchange in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance is a proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle and wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. Well, they're going to crown a queen and a king here on homecoming 2019. The queen's court includes Peyton Beebe, Maya Haviland, Lexi Martins, Reagan Myers, and Aaron Middleton. On the king's court, Fernando Emilio Jimenez, Adam Eichenberg, Mitch Gifford, Sam Hallad, and Alex Pung. So uh, we'll announce the the winners when we come back from our halftime break. Hazlitt has the ball first and ten right around uh, the six, their own six-yard uh, line. Starting deep after a couple of pointless penalties. So from a 95-yard kickoff return to start at your own six-yard line. They're going right to left, wearing the white uniforms and the, the Navy helmets. Look at a player coming in late here. They're going to have to hurry to get this play off. 
Two wideouts on this side, three on the other side. Here's the snap. Xander Thalen keeps it himself. Oh, has some room around the right end. Cuts back against the green at the 20, so he gets him out of serious trouble and gets the first down at the 20-yard line. In on the tackle was Demarcus Washington for the Red Wings. First and ten, the Vikings, and Xander Thalen not only an arm, but shows some pretty good legs there. Yeah, if he could have gotten a, a block on the outside right there, he might still be running. Empty backfield, and then uh, one of the slot players took off a little too soon, so it'll be a false start going to go against the Hazlitt here. Five-yard walk-off takes it back right around to the 15-yard line. So it'll be first and 15, Hazlitt, from their own 15. 21-13 is the score. St. John's on top. Thalen this time will throw three wide outs here on the near side of the field, two on the opposite side. Backfield pass out. This oh, wow. by one of the linemen. He dives to the end zone. He's in. And then we're going to get a penalty over here on the sideline. Should be after the <laughs> score. It's going to be a How penalty. did he bring that down? That was Aiden Wozik, number five intercepted that ball at around the 12. I don't know how he held on to it. He was able to get up and and try and deflect it, and somehow he must have had some stick-em on or something. (laughs) He was able to bring that one down, and we got a penalty. Is it a uh, sideline violation? Sideline violation this time. They were warned once. I think the TD will count, though. So Wazak. 12-yard 12 12 interception by the defensive end. <laughs> Does he play a tight end as well? Because, boy, he showed some good hands there. He does play uh, at one of the receiver positions. So that's no surprise as a tight end. So they're going to try the extra point kick here. High snap. They get it down. The kick is up. And Blake Munger splits the, or no, just off to the right. Boy, it looked good from here. So it's no good, but it's 27 to 13. Yeah, a great, great, uh, great kickoff return turns into a disaster for the Vikings on that series. If your car becomes a victim of a deer collision, KP Auto Body in St. John's will get you back on the road fast. They can handle foreign or domestic models and work with all insurance companies. Their certified technicians can handle complete paint and glasswork, auto framework, and complete mechanical repairs. Plus, they'll give you a free loaner with service. They work with Hetler's Towing, so you get 24-7 dependable service. KP Auto Body and Hetler's Towing, proud sponsors of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Yeah, that was a... At least a 12-point swing. Yeah. Unbelievable. So the penalty did go against St. John's, and it'll be assessed on this kick. It's a five-yarder only, so it'll be the Red Wings kicking it off from their own 35-yard line. May not want to kick it to Devin Nash. No, maybe not. 27-13, the Red Wings. Ten minutes to go here in this first half of play on Z92-5. Exciting football going on here tonight. 
at Red Wing Field. Next Friday night, we got our annual backyard brawl, Corona at Owasso. 7 o'clock kickoff. And after this game tonight, you can listen to Three Point Podcast. A little review of the Lions game and uh, also the Michigan and Michigan State games last week. Here's the boot. Kick towards the sideline. Oh, going to go out of bounds. So Hazlitt will get it from their own 35-yard line. So they'll have it first and 10, trailing 27-13. to 13. Through all of the mid-Michigan seasons, Mid-State Sales and Service in St. John's has the outdoor power you need to get the job done fast. Right now, take advantage of rebates on select Simplicity mowers. Plus, get 0% financing for up to 48 months. Get power for all your fall cleanup. Pick up a new steel leaf blower or, or chainsaw and get ready to tackle the snow with a preseason sale on Simplicity Snowblowers. Mid-State Sales and Service on M21, just a quarter mile west of DeWitt Road in St. John's. Mid-State Sales and Service is a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. So, so Hazlitt, because of that penalty, will have the ball at the 40-yard line instead of the 35. Here's a halftime score. Owasso over Clio, 21-16. All right. Mason over Fowlerville, 14 to seven, in a battle of CAC powers. Clio, uh, they're they're winless this season too, correct? I believe so. Yeah. Something has to give over there. So it'll be Hazlitt with the football. First and ten from their own 40-yard line. They trail St. John's 27 to 13. Now Thalen, a little confused, and Hazlitt has to call a timeout to avoid a penalty. So clock remains, 10.01 to go here in our first half, 27-13, St. John's on top. Broadcast of tonight's game is a copyrighted presentation of the Michigan High School Athletic Association and WJSZ-FM. No reproduction, retransmission, or other distribution of the descriptions or accounts of this game may take place without the express written consent of the MHSAA, Z92.5 The Castle, and Sportsnet Michigan. Well, how'd you enjoy your week off last week? We had the early start because of the weather. Yeah. Uh, kind of enjoy a Friday night, just chilling? Just kind of chilling, chilling, relaxing, yeah. Yeah. I had a pretty good night. Went home and do the same thing I do every night and watch CNN. <laughs> if that's not enough to get you depressed. Three <laughs> wideouts on the far side. Here is a run by Thalen. You know, it's funny that Thalen takes it up to about the 45. And, you know, we'll not get too political here, obviously. But it's funny how uh, in, this, uh, in this term, CNN really has gone from being a pretty straight-laced uh, reporting group to you can definitely tell where they're leaning. Oh, yeah. And, and it's not with the president. Let's no. just say it that way. 27 to 13. Two wideouts each side now. Has a, whoa, there's wow. a big sack. Thalen bit the dust there. It's coming through quickly. That looked like that was Aiden Maurer with the sack. Boy, he shot through there quickly, didn't he? Yeah, that's the third sack tonight on Thalen. Of course, the other two came off of botch uh, snaps. So it'll be third down and 13 now. Hazlitt from the 36-yard line. Two wideouts this way, two wideouts on the far side. Xander Thalen, the six-foot-three quarterback. 
Empties that backfield, looking downfield now. Slides to the right, has a little bit of room, a little contained. He has time to throw, throws it to a wide-open man at the 40-yard line of St. John's. Fumbles it out of bounds, but the Hazlitt Vikings will keep it. Is that Victor Borges? Yep, Cole Borges on the reception. Caden Conival there on the tackle, but again, you cannot give Xander Thalen this kind of time. You know, empty backfield again. I mean, there's no threat of running unless it's Thalen. Three wideouts this way. First and ten from the 33. Gets a little pressure this time. Now throws one up in the air. Tabs. I'm not sure there was any receivers in the area. They're going to say there was somebody close enough, apparently. So it'll stop the clock with 8.25 to go here in the half. And I didn't get the number of that uh, that St. John's rusher right there, but he fought off that block and maybe a little bit of holding to uh, to take Salem down before Salem was able to whip that one away. Not sure how you could get the numbers. Black numbers on black jerseys <laughs> yeah, and has, has white numbers on white jerseys. What the hell is going on? <laughs> here is Salem looking to throw. Oh. Just knocked away. He had... Luke Heidi, a step on the defender, but uh, good job. I think it was Washington just to knock it away just in time. And Phelan got drilled on that, man. If that was the NFL, there'd yeah. be some flags there'd be flying some laundry. right there. Wow. Yeah. No special treatment for the quarterback in this league. No. no. you got to be tough. Yep. 27 to 13. St. John's on top. Heidi steps over to the right side of Thalen this time. Give him a little added protection. Now leaks out of the backfield. Passes oh, up. No. Intercepted by St. John's. The Red Wings have the ball. Keegan Kinney with the pick. Stops that drive. That one floated just a little bit. Oh, yeah. That one was telegraphed all the way. I mean, Kenny saw that happening like everybody else in the stands did. That was uh, really telegraphed right there and not a well-thrown ball. But great, great adjustment by the uh, the St. John's defense on these last two drives. Well, it's turned over back to the Red Wings. They'll have the ball first and 10 from their own 18-yard line. Single back. Kudwa hands it to the slot back coming this way. Gets about to the 25-yard line, so Brock Miller with a decent carry that time. Salinas, the first one there, six foot three, 210-pound junior. Also, Devin Nash coming up quickly. This portion of the game brought to you by Three Point Podcast, KP Auto Body, McKenzie and Crosby, Memorial Healthcare, and Mercantile Bank. Just again, a handful of our great advertisers. Week in and week out, bringing you these games. Slot to the left side. Tailback gets the call this time. Breaks a tackle across the 35, up to the 40. That was Keegan Kinney, who's playing very well here tonight. He got the starting nod. Jake Boss in on that tackle for Hazlitt. But that'll move the chains. St. John's leads it 27-13, 7.22 to go here on this homecoming 2019. 
101 yards rushing right now for Kenny, including two touchdowns. Kenny of 5'11". That's five carries. Not bad. That's yeah. pretty good numbers there. Kudwa comes up over center now. Sends Medlock in motion. He gets the handoff. He's hit right at the line. Stacked up by Caleb Corser and Kale Schiebner. Drew Dabler also in on that tackle with Chance Cook. Yeah, one of the few times tonight that that Hazlitt defense has been able to have a good surge against the St. John's defensive line or offensive line. So Only a one-yard game by Matlock. One of the few times they've held them to a yard yeah. or so here yeah. this evening. St. John's has been impressive on the ground. I don't think they've attempted a pass yet. Kudwa has not thrown the ball yet, no. He'll send a double slot this time. Hasn't needed to. No, no need at all. It's a winged offense. There's a penalty flag as Brock Miller has first down yardage into Hazlitt territory to about the 45, but this one's coming back. Looks like it's going to be a holding call going to go against St. John's. No personal foul. Chop block. So that nice run is negated. Yeah, nice 13-yard gain by Miller, but we're not going to put it in the stats. Nope. So it's 27 to 13. The Red Wings hanging on to the lead. St. John's with the football. Next Friday night, Corona Atawaso, the annual backyard brawl. Stick with us at halftime. We'll have this week in high school sports. We'll also have our mini version of the sports forum. We might even get Chris Irvin up here for a little halftime interview talking fall Red Wing sports. Second down and 22. Second down, 22, where they finally put the ball down at the 30-yard line of St. John's. They break the huddle. Power to the right side. Madlock goes in motion. They run inside trap this way. 35-yard line, 40. Brock Miller, midfield. A stiff arm, the 40, down the near sideline. And has finally run out of bounds at about the 36-yard line. Well, this offense can be very effective. And then when you run a little trap play and an inside handoff, the other team has let going everybody to the right side. The left side was wide open. Brock Miller with a big game. Yeah, one of the few running plays that St. John's has ran where they actually tried to get to the edge. I mean, they've had all kinds of success up the middle. Right. And right there, Miller with a 36-yard gain. So it'll be uh, St. John's with it at the 36-yard line of Hazlitt. Red Wings lead it 27-13. We're past the midway point here of the second quarter. Double wings, single back. Here's Medlock going in motion. They hand it off to Medlock. Boy, pretty good play faking there because I thought the first back, Keegan Kinney, had the handoff, but it was Jamin Medlock instead brought down by Kale Schiebner. So, again, only about a yard gain on that try. Clock will continue to run. Five and a half minutes to go here in the first half. I told you about my trip out east. Made a stop in Philly, Bart, and you'd appreciate this. Had a chance to see the original bar of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Uh, Patty's Pub. Patty's Pub. Yep. Had me a little cocktail there. Did you get to hang out with the gang? Sweet D was tendon bar. (laughs) Double wings. St. John's with the ball. I can see you, like, helping Charlie catch rats or something. (laughs) I can see that happening. (laughs) You might might never know. Here's the handoff. Brock Miller still Still on his feet at the 20. Fights his way to the 18-yard line. Big run by Brock Miller. And, by the way, you're listening to all this high school football action 
on WJSZ Ashley Owasso, your home for high school sports in mid-Michigan. Well, we've been giving props to that St. John's O-line all night long. But, wow, Brock Miller on that one. Uh, in contact with three or four Hazlitt defenders before they finally bring him down. It didn't really look like necessarily sloppy tackling either. He's just no. tough. Well, they have a nice running attack with Miller, Kinney, and Medlock. Yeah. You throw Maurer in there once in a while. Kudwa, all he's doing is trying not to make any mistakes, running the controls, doing a nice job. He'll come up under center now. Medlock in motion to our left. Oh, he's just tripped up. Looked like maybe one of the linemen came back a little bit too far. Yeah, Kudwa was barely able to get that handoff. Daniel Ash, the sophomore linebacker, was there to bring him down. Two-yard loss on that try by Jamin Medlock. 4.15 to go here in the half. 27-13 St. John's. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted Fattel. We're glad to be here with you. Gorgeous George back at the studios. Three-point podcast to follow this football game tonight. Miller comes in motion this way, gets the handoff, cuts back against the grain, goes to the 10, the 5, touchdown, St. John's. 21-yard TD. So Brock Miller takes it in from 21 yards out. And that came after that Keegan Kinney interception. And it always looks like Miller's getting ready to cut that outside, and then he just veers right back into the line and huge holes every time. Yeah. Great run right there. So they'll try the kick again. 33 on the board here now for St. John's. They lead it 33-13, to 13, starting to maybe wear down Hazlitt just a little bit. Here's the snap. Good snap. Kick is up, and this time it is good by Blake Munger. So St. John's takes a 30 Four to thirteen lead here over Hazlitt. Your number one St. John's Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Allaby and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to ensure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Allaby and Brubaker Insurance your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, I'm impressed with uh, this St. John's team tonight. Just They're just relentless on that ground attack, and I'm sure the statistics will bear that out. I'm going to have to break out a second calculator for this. I've been trying to keep up with what's going on, but... Yeah, definitely uh, too much math for me to do in my head right now. Well, fortunately, first half stats, the stat man over here might let you use yeah. his stats here. You'll just have to zero in on the second half. Yeah, you know me on the second half. I just kind of blow it off. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to tell your secret. But we, kept, we keep better stats than most, I will say that. Now, we even remember names of players. Yeah, you believe that? Crazy. Even, even we can't see the numbers. Yeah. 34 to 13 is the score. St. John's will kick it off here. Three men deep here for Hazlitt. Big crowd here tonight at Red Wing Field in the Mint City. Here's the boot. High end over ender. That's Nash fielding it at the five. Comes up the 10, the 15, the 20. 
weaving his way around across the 25, brought down at about the 26. So Xander Thalen has 3 minutes and 46 seconds to work. 34-13, his Hazlitt Vikings are down. It's the rah-rah home team extravaganza, only at Signature Ford in Owasso. Right now, lease a new 2019 Ford F-150 crew cab, four-wheel drive from only $169 a month, or lease a new 2019 Ford Escape four-wheel drive from only $159 a month. Ford Red Carpet lease, $44.19, do it signing. See dealer for details. Signature has the lowest price around, and they'll deliver right to your door. It's Signature Ford and Owasso's rah-rah home team extravaganza. Stop in tomorrow or visit online at sigautogroup.com. Well, Thalen takes the snap, and they hand it off to Nathaniel Holston in the ballgame, getting his first carry. I'm a little surprised we didn't see a penalty flag there because it looked like the Hazlitt had 12 men on the field as one player went running off before the snap. Second down, about five. Here's the ball carrier this time. I believe that was Nash. No, that was Polston again on the carry. Maurer in on the tackle there for St. John's. Enough for the first down. Well, we hadn't seen him carry at all. Now back-to-back carries, right? It's like a big fullback type lining up in the backfield here for Hazlitt. Three minutes to go here in the half. The Vikings trail 34-13 to St. John's. And motion comes this way. Again, they hand it off to the big boy, Nate Polston. Polston listed at 6'1", 190, only a sophomore. You know, and I'm just, uh, you know, recovering rock DJ sitting up here in the booth, Ted. But uh, <laughs> three straight running plays. I mean, Hazlitt's got one timeout left. I mean, they got they get the ball back here in the third quarter. I mean, why are they running the ball all of a sudden? I mean, they've had great success throwing it all night long. Well, maybe they want to just slow it down a little bit here until they get a little closer. I guess we'll see here as they'll go to the shotgun. Thalen, again, another run. You're down 18 points, man. You don't want to slow it down. That doesn't make any any sense at all. Polston, what's that, four straight carries? Yeah. I'm sorry, you're down 21 points. My math is pretty bad. Like you said, you're a radio DJ. (laughs) 34-13. Two minutes to go. Yeah, the clock continues to tick. It is an interesting uh, strategy. I'll, I'll have to agree with you 100% on that. Third down now and eight. Hazlitt with the ball from their own 38, and St. John's has three timeouts left. They stop them here. You call it T.O. Get the ball back. There's a pass downfield. It's nearly picked off. Oh, my. Defensive back just cut in front of the receiver and knocked it down. He should have tried to catch it. He had a lot of green in front of him. That was Keegan Kinney to knock it down. Well, Phelan, I, I, St. John's is in his head right now. Uh, six for six before he threw that pick six. Right. And after that, he's got one completion in his last six. And that should have been an interception. And one interception on top of that, too, yeah. And now St. John's, they didn't have to burn a timeout. Looks like I guess they got two timeouts left. So it'll be Hazlitt to punt it, fourth down and eight at their own 38. Low snap. Here's the punt. Low line driver bounces at the 40, goes out of bounds at about the 35-yard line of St. John. So 93 seconds to go for the Red Wings in the first half. They lead it 34-13 over Hazlitt. 
What if everyone cared like family? At Memorial Healthcare, they understand the power of compassion and are committed to being there for your family. That's why they have a location right around the corner. With excellent providers you can trust, people who know you as neighbors, because this is more than helping patients. This is family. With 26 satellite offices located throughout Chiawassee County and several surrounding counties, including Saginaw, Clinton, Ingham, and Genesee, you can find a provider that's right for you and your family by visiting memorialhealthcare.org. Here's a quick dive that time. That was Kinney on that try and finally brought down by Polston. Hawk continues to run with a minute 15 to go. Quickly, St. John's to the line of scrimmage. First half winding down. Play action. Kudwa for the first time tonight. A little swing pass out here this way. Receiver tight end Adam Wazak. Brought down short of the first down. He takes it across the 40. Wazak on the reception. And now St. John's. Looks like they want timeout. I thought I saw the clock had stopped there for quite yeah. a bit. Thought I saw Coach Schmidt call timeout, but apparently not. So they're just letting the clock tick away here a little bit. Coach Schmidt on the sidelines looking to his quarterback Kudwa. Probably just wants him to go in there and snap it just in front of the count. The back judge starts his. Hand signals. And we finally, it looks like we're going to get a timeout St. John's with one second remaining on the game clock. So 24 seconds left in the half, 34-13, St. John's. Hub Tire is there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, Saturday, 8 to 11.30. Call 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27, north of M21 in St. John's, or visit hubtires.com. When you need heavy hauling of sand, gravel, boulders, or stone, Choose the professionals at Mint City Excavating. They'll make sure you're getting the quality work you expect with the excellent customer service they've built their reputation on for the last 21 years. Mint City Excavating, locally owned and operated and offering 24-hour emergency service, insured and experienced. Call Mint City Excavating to schedule your free estimate, 989-224-2482 or online at mintcityexcavating.com. Third and five, St. John's inside trap, Jamin Medlock. Oh, beautiful tackle. He coughed up the football. Did the ground cause the fumble? That's what the referee says. In on that tackle, number nine. Nice job there, Charlie Rosenbrook. And we're going to get a Hazlitt timeout as St. John's will hang on to the ball. Fourth down, though, and about a long yard coming up. After this timeout, let me take a quick look at some scores. We've got uh, at the half, Langsburg over Saranac, 17 to 6. Also a halftime score, New Lothrop over Duran, 31 to 14. East Lansing and Holt tied up at 14. Corona trails Ortonville Brandon, 27-7 at the half. 
Ovid Elsie leads Mount Morris 22 to nothing. That one's late in the second quarter. It's uh, Waverly on top of Okemos, 13 to 7 at halftime. Mason at the half over Fowlerville, 14 to 7. Good matchup there, and from what I understand, a great crowd, according to the Lansing State Journal's Brian Calloway. So, with some good football tonight, and uh, man, there's going to be some good football tomorrow as well. Michigan and Iowa. We're yeah. going to see if Harbaugh has the blue all straightened out. And, of course, Michigan State, they've always played Ohio State pretty tough. I had a chance to watch the, the final about six minutes of the 1974 game. The Spartans won with Levi Jackson going 80 yards for the game-winning touchdown. And Ohio State and Woody Hayes not doing a good job of time management down <laughs> the stretch in that one. That was before your time. but uh, Anybody get slugged in the head? <laughs> I don't know. Not that one. Here's St. John's with a punt. It's blocked by Hazlitt. It's caught at the 45. And uh, finally brought down with nine seconds to go was Chance Cook. Now, I don't know if that was a flag that was thrown or they're just putting it down there to mark where the ball's supposed to be. But. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But uh, the ball was blocked. Yeah. Chance Cook had a chance to, to return that baby. And we're going to have uh, an illegal block going to go against Hazlitt here. Wow. It's been a lot of flags On about tonight. a three- or four-yard return. You yeah, know? isn't that strange? Hazlitt will have the ball, and keep in mind their quarterback can fling it. Yeah, we'll see if they let him this time. You're right. Of course, like I said, I you know, he he's really, uh, they've gotten into his head. He has not been well since that uh, that. Well, that might have been one phase because they go back to the three wideouts on the far side, two over here this way. Thalen, plenty of time to throw. He's going to launch the home run ball. Throws it down the middle, and it's intercepted by St. John's. Here we go. Watch out for a return at the 40. Midfield, the 50. Brock Miller has the 30, the 20, the 10, and 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, but wait a minute. Way behind the play. We have a penalty flag. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I think we're starting to see the officials being a little too involved in this game. Way too involved. I mean, a couple of brilliant returns right there. and uh, I almost think both ways. Because well, yeah, you, you take a look at that big 95 turn that uh, Devin Nash had for, for Hazlitt as well. Yeah. I mean, we had a Hazlitt 95-yard kickoff return that was brought back because of a penalty. That one also brought an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on the Hazlitt bench. And then here we have an interception and a long return, about 80-yard return by Brock Miller, and it's waved off because of a holding call way behind the play. If you're a referee, you put that hanky away. But I tell you what, though. Huge amount of credit going to St. John's for the adjustments that they have made against Xander Thalen because he was eating their lunch earlier. Now three different uh, interceptions, including a pick six, and uh, Thalen's basically just been a shell of his former self that we saw in the first Well, you, you talked about the Red Wings getting in his head. What do you think that long interception return is going to do as well? Absolutely. Even though it doesn't count as six points. He knows that it was there. So we all up to date on spots here. Oh, we're doing great. All right. Well, the score is 34-13.
St. John's on top of Hazlitt. It is halftime. The St. John's marching band getting ready to hit the field. We're going to get a crowning of a king and a queen over here in St. John's. But before we do that, uh, we're going to let you listen to our halftime festivities back at the studios in this week in high school sports. Score again one more time here at the half, 34-13. St. John's leads Hazlitt right here live on Z92.5. Ah, smell that fresh fall air. Oh, I love fall in Michigan. Hold that up. Turn on the heat. It's freezing out here. Oh, it's not that bad. All right, so do we have everything we need? We got blankets? Oh, yeah, yeah. Got those. Bleach your seats? Foam finger. You know, I got to tell you, I really love that 2019 Ford F-150 Super Crew 4x4 that we took for a test drive. And just $159 a month for 24 months? Come on, you can't beat it. I'm still in awe of my new Ford Escape that we got last month. I only pay $159 a month. It's one of the best things about Signature Ford. Not only do they deliver, but their payments are usually lower than anyone else in town. It's the rah-rah home team extravaganza going on now at Signature Ford in Owasso. Ford Credit Red Carpet Lease. 4419 cash to its signing. See dealer for details. Visit SigAutoGroup.com or call 800-364-2868. Now you can use the money you saved on your new Ford to buy me tickets to the next game. I'd rather get you that truck that you want. It's Gilbert's Hardware and Appliances. Buy one, get one free Best Look Paint Sale. That's right. Thursday through Sunday, buy one gallon of Best Look Paint and get one free. Best Look Paint has a lifetime warranty, and the experts at Gilbert's can help you find and mix the perfect color for your project. Plus, you can save 30% on selected Best Look premium label roller covers, brushes, and kits. There's never been a better time to save than right now on all Best Look interior and exterior paints at Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance. Hurry in today because the buy one, get one free paint sale ends Sunday. You know that Gilbert's is mid-Michigan's largest appliance dealer, bigger than those big box stores. In fact, you can view over 200 appliances in their showroom. And with nearly 700 appliances in their local warehouse, you can pick up your appliance today. Gilbert's has a fully trained expert service department, and delivery is always available. Shop online and get their best price deal at gilbertshardwareandappliance.com. Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, 113 Main in downtown Owasso. Are you looking for a fun, reliable off-road dirt bike packed with a great performance and even bigger value? Then see the 2019 Yamaha TTRs at US 27 Motorsports. With four great models to choose from, there's a perfect Yamaha TTR for everyone. From the potent TTR 230 flagship to the kid-friendly TTR 50 Playbike. All boast reliable four-stroke engines, handy push-button electric start, and sporty YZ-inspired styling. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. When you want professional service and the best deals in Michigan, U.S. 27 Motorsports and Trailers in St. John's is the place to go. From livestock trailers to horse trailers to homeowner dumps. Are you a contractor, landscaper, equipment mover for construction companies? The largest selection of every kind of trailer is just minutes away at U.S. 27 Motorsports and Trailers. Got a race car? Need a trailer? U.S. 27 has a trailer for you. From farm use to hauling toys, get expert advice and incredible savings at U.S. 27 Motorsports and Trailers in St. John's, us27trailers.com. Super sophomore, no tackle box, and repositioning youth football. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. Hi again, everyone. I'm John Johnson, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. 
John Mason has already made his impact on the boys' soccer team at South Lyon known this season, helping the Lions to their first conference championship in 12 years, scoring two goals in a recent 2-2 draw with Wall Lake Western, which gave them the tie for the championship. The second tally came on a corner kick that the sophomore drove home for the seniors on the squad. I just kind of went up for it. I saw it coming. I, I wasn't going to miss this one. I kind of felt like I hadn't been doing my job on the corners all year, and I, I felt like I needed to score this one for the team, so I stepped up and got that one. We have a bunch of really good seniors. They're super good guys, and it's, it's so cool to be able to win the league for them the last year. Mason is a team captain, a rarity for a 10th grader. You see all the JV kids and the freshman kids looking up to you, and I think that's a really cool spot to be in. And um, I also have like, some really cool senior captains to learn for, and I want to like model my next two years as being a captain after. I think uh, it's really going to help the team. He's also an accomplished swimmer for South Lion, swimming on two league-winning relay teams last year. You can read more about John Mason on the second half page of the MHSAA website. Our This Week Game Balls go out to West Bloomfield football quarterback C.J. Harris, who led the Lakers back from a 14-point deficit in the fourth quarter and then threw four touchdown passes in the four overtime periods in a 59-52 win over Lake Orion. And to the girls' volleyball team at Onstead, which is off to a 25-0 start this season. The Wildcats have only lost two sets all season long. Back with more in a moment, you're listening to This Week in High School Sports. Need money for college? You need My Student Aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash mi-student-aid. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look into the fine art of officiating with Sam Davis. Today we're going to talk about the rules that govern the quarterback. Specifically, when the quarterback is being rushed and is looking to throw the ball away to avoid the sack. Under both pro and college rules, they have what's called the tackle box. When the quarterback gets outside of the original position of the offensive tackles and throws the ball and it reaches the original line of scrimmage, there is never a foul for intentional grounding. However, under high school rules, there's no such thing as a tackle box. If the quarterback is either in pocket or scrambles outside of the pocket and now is trying to throw the ball away to avoid the sack, there must always be a receiver in the vicinity of the pass to avoid an intentional grounding foul. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Go to the MHSA website now to register. Youth football has taken its lumps lately over injury perceptions and an out-of-control culture in some corners of the state and country, which has its participants practicing and playing longer than their educational counterparts. This hasn't been lost on the leadership of the statewide associations of high school football coaches, athletic directors, and athletic trainers here in Michigan, which have combined with the MHSAA to publish a core value belief statement for local youth football programs to follow, especially since many are already using their local school facilities to run their programs. Among the core values are a schedule which coincides for practices and length of season for youth teams with high school teams, but capping the number of games at eight, promoting flag football until at least the fifth grade, focusing on skill development and playing multiple positions for all players. 
coaches being background checked and having completed the state of Michigan concussion education requirements and being trained in basic first aid. And they should subscribe to philosophies which promote participation and skill development. The ultimate goal is to build cooperation between the high school and youth levels of football to help grow the game. And it will be up to school coaches and administrators to help influence youth coaches in these beliefs for the well-being of their kids. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm John Johnson. We'll see you next time. Have you ever wondered why nearly 40% of Shiawassee County families choose Corona as their school of choice? Well, maybe it's the fact that our high school is ranked the best high school in Shiawassee County from the prestigious U.S. News & World Report magazine. Did you know that each and every Corona High School student gets their own personal Chromebook? Maybe they choose Corona because of the opportunities we provide, like trips to Europe, New York City, Gettysburg, or the newest one we're planning to Alaska, or participating in one of our award-winning programs like FFA, Band, or Art. Where else can you be a part of a World Championship Odyssey the Mind team or state championship athletic teams like our recent girls track and field squad? Perhaps it's because Corona still believes in preparing all students for college and or careers like ones in mechatronics or construction trades. Still others say Corona Public Schools sets the gold standard because of our low elementary class sizes and the paraprofessional support our students get, or the social-emotional support we have for all of our students. This is Corona Public Schools Superintendent John Fattel, and I guess when you get right to it, there's lots of reasons people in our area choose Corona Public Schools. Remember, young or old, it's great to be gold. Call 989-743-6338 to set up a tour and find out for yourself why Corona is the right fit for your child. here from Bellinger Specialty Meats with your Bellinger Best Tips. For the best tailgating and Halloween parties, start with your favorite team apparel or your favorite costume. And don't go to the tailgate party or the Halloween party empty-handed. Stop by Bellinger Specialty Meats north of St. John's and pick up all your favorite tasty treats. Party trays, pulled pork, pulled chicken. We have chicken wings, flavored pretzels. We also have Harvest Snack Mix. And don't forget your favorite beer and wine. You can also shop online for our meat bundles and packages that can be shipped directly to your door. Go to BellingerMeats.com, check out our weekly specials, our hours, location, and don't forget to like us on Facebook. Mother Nature brings the fall colors, and Bellinger Specialty Meats brings the fall flavors. Just north of St. John's. Come on and take a bite. Halftime, it's homecoming 2019. This portion of halftime brought to you by Mid-State Sales and Service, Mid-City Excavating, Oaks Fisher Insurance, Postal Connections, and Signature Ford. They are sponsoring a special guest. We have the athletic director over here of St. John's High School, Chris Irvin here. And Chris, uh, first of all, so far so good here at halftime, huh? 34-13, the Red Wings on top. Yeah, it's been a good half, a lot of offense, and uh, I think we're shoring up our defense a little bit there. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, though. This is uh, just a fantastic facility. I know we've talked about in the past with the millage being passed a number of years ago and the upgrades in the school and the, the football field here. I mean, being the athletic director here over at St. John's, that's got to be very gratifying to get that kind of cooperation with the voters and then, you know, get the facilities put out here the way you want it. 
For sure. We feel very fortunate. You know, this stadium is now seven years old. Jeez. Hard to believe. Where's the time go? <laughs> I think it goes in the gray in my beard, Chris. <laughs> Mine too. Uh, but you're right. Uh, we feel very fortunate, not just with this stadium, but the new gym and pool. And I, I say new, but those are, you know, six, seven years old. And right. Baseball, softball, and upgrades to soccer and so forth. So we feel very good about our situation here. Is there, a, is there like a time? frame you know when you do put something new in like the the pool and that i mean is there a life uh, a life uh you know i don't i'm trying to get the words of how long it lasts i mean is this a 50 50 year thing well that's a good question i think uh really it boils down to how you maintain the facilities and uh we have a great staff here that takes care of this turf it's been a challenging couple weeks oh boy with uh, rain after rain after rain and uh you know, for the first time in, I think, like 12 years, we have middle school football back with our in our middle school building. And a couple of weeks ago, we had our first ever middle school games in this stadium. No kidding. And I think that's a great way to build our football program and get a little more control of that program back and get them off playing weekends and all that. And, and so this field has had more wear and tear than ever before. Well, I'll tell you what, it's still holding up well. Yeah, it's a little soggy because of all the rain we had this week. But still, uh, a good job that the turf that was put in is really uh, taken to root. And like you said, six or seven years old now, it's it's a very solid field. Now let's talk about some of your fall sports. And first of all, let's talk about this football squad. Dave Maragie uh, said, uh, I'm going to step aside as head coach and uh, handed over the reins to young Andy Schmidt, who led the St. John's team to a state championship performance. It came up just short, but what a career he had. What, what kind of thought went into uh, hiring Andy to be the head coach? Well, in all honesty, that was a decision we probably made a long time ago. Uh, he's kind of the golden boy of St. John's as far as football goes, and, and we knew a long time ago that we wanted him back here. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we knew he was going into education, he's always been on our radar. So we're thrilled to have him. Uh, he's just a great people person. Kids have responded really well to him. He's got great energy. and. Uh, really in a good position to carry on the, the program that Dave and staff have pieced together over the years. Well, you know, the one thing I noticed right away, I mean, he was a former quarterback. We came over here opening night, and, of course, it was a, a two-day affair with because of weather. I'll ask you more about that in a moment. But uh, a lot of people would think, oh, he's going to come in and run a spread offense, pass the ball all <laughs> over the place. But uh, you can tell that, you know, working with Coach Maragy and working with the players that he has, he, he kind of formulated the system, at least for this year, to stick with the ground game because that's where the where the skill was. Yeah, that's our strength still, but uh, truth be told, uh, he's got bigger plans. I kind of figure. You know, he is a quarterback by trade, and uh, he wants to uh, change some things up. But you also have the personnel. You have to have the personnel for that kind of position, and it doesn't happen overnight. Right now our strength is with our backs and uh, our line of scrimmage, so why why try to recreate something if the wheel's not broken? Well, it's working pretty good right now. You know, three and two on the season, 34 to 13 up over Hazlitt here tonight. Still a half to go, but things are looking pretty promising. Now, what about some of the other fall sports, Chris? You're the athletic director and in charge of the whole program. What you got going on over here? You know, it's been a great fall so far. Um, we've got one league championship so far in the CAAC Red, boys soccer. First one in a number of years for boys soccer. And then we have uh, boys and girls cross country and volleyball. And uh, 
of course, football vying for championships uh, in the running. And then we've got, you know, state tournament time for a couple of sports already, uh, girls golf and boys tennis. Um, and uh, girls swimming is cooking along, too. So it's been a real good fall. Um, great start to the 1920 school year. Well, tell me a little bit about uh, the biggest challenge being an athletic director. What is, what is your toughest challenge? Uh, the job has changed quite a bit in my 26 years. You, if you watch me on the sidelines nowadays for football games, my head's down most of the game because I've turned into a sports information director. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're tweeting and right. Facebooking and, and uh, all that. So technology, as good as it can be, uh, it's created a lot more work in this profession. But in all honesty, you know, the, the sportsmanship piece, crowd behavior, that's a, one of the biggest challenges nowadays. Sports specialization is a challenge. Um, but all in all, it's, it's good stuff. You know, you're working with young kids uh, that want to have fun, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, that, that definitely got to be satisfying. You know, I would also think, even though St. John's, it's, it seems like the community really is pretty tight, but, you know, you still have the parents that, that feel their kid isn't getting a fair shot playing-wise, and that's got to be real tough. You know, they, they call it the political game, but... Uh, you know, dealing with, with parents that are angry, I'm sure you're a good communicator, but that, that's got to be a tough part of the gym as well. <laughs> uh, you know, it is what it is, but uh, <laughs> we have a great community here, uh, great family structure, uh, great, great support for the school district, and great foundation. So I, I don't complain about it. You know, yeah, this job, you, you, you deal with a lot of people and a lot of happy people, but for the most part, it's a pretty satisfying career to be in. Yeah, and I would think also, you know, if you do have those situations and you, you just be forthright, tell them like it is, you just deal, they, they just have to deal with it, right? But uh, looking ahead to the winter season before we let you go, what, what's that looking like? Well, it's right on the horizon, isn't it? It Hard sure is. Feels like we just started football season. But, yeah, we're uh, ice hockey and gymnastics. We'll kick it off here oh, nice. in late October. Okay. And, uh, and then we get into girls ball and boys basketball and wrestling and a few others and boys swim and i'm sure i'm missing something but it's you have a full hockey team or is it a co-op i know we're in a co-op with the capital city capitals and uh, we have four schools now dewitt st john's uh lansing catholic and mason are all part of that program so that's intriguing to me i i'd I'd like to see the growth of hockey in the state of michigan because we are you know a very very uh uh, passionate hockey group when we follow the Red Wings and Hockey Town and all that, and you would think we'd have some pretty good success. I know it's expensive probably to foot the bill to put a team out there and do all the, all the work that goes into that, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a non-funded program for us, mm-hmm. non-funded varsity sports. The parents and the kids are fundraising and all that, but uh, this is a first coming up. We're now in a, a shared league with the Battle Creek Schools. so it's, it's going to be a lot different than what we've had over the last dozen or plus years. All right. Well, Chris, we appreciate the time. We'll be back for uh, a first-ever matchup, I think, against what was the Detroit school that's on the schedule? Detroit you got? Community. Yeah, Detroit Community. I know that was the that was the game that was lurking that you did, had a hard time scheduling somebody and finally got them on we the schedule. Did that. that was about two weeks before the season we nailed that down. Yeah, well, we'll so. be back over here for that one. We look forward to talking to you again. And just, uh, you know, keep that pizza coming up here, all right? <laughs> all right. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for coming out, guys. You bet. Chris Irvin, the... the 
great athletic director over here at St. John's. We always appreciate his time, and uh, he has the Red Wings motoring right now on top, 34-13. to St. John's scored the first with 7.18 to go in the first quarter. Keegan Kinney, four-yard run. PAT was good by Blake Munger, and Red Wings were off and running 7-0. Hazlitt, though, came back, tied it up. Two minutes and 50 seconds to go on the first on a two-yard run by Devin Nash. PAT was good by Drew Dabler. Made it a 7-7 game. St. John's then took the lead back. Minute 50 to go in the first quarter. A 20-yard run by Jamin Medlock and the PAT by Blake Munger. Made it 14-7. Hazlitt got within a point, though. Seven seconds to go in the first quarter. Looked like we were going to have a shootout. 18-yard pass. Xander Thalen to Devin Nash. PAT, though, was wide left. Red Wings holding on to a one-point lead, and then they scored the next three touchdowns, all three in the second. One with 11-10 to go, a 70-yard run by Keegan Kinney. The PAT good by Munger. Then they followed it up with 10 minutes to go. 12-yard interception by Aiden Wazak. PAT was wide right, so St. John's took a 27-13 lead. Then after a Keegan Kinney interception with about eight minutes to go in uh, the second quarter, Brock Miller took it in from 21 yards out. PAT by Munger made it 34-13. We had a lot of other fireworks, too, as we had a 95-yard kickoff return waved off by Devin Nash of Hazlitt because of an illegal block by the Vikings. And then right before half, we had an 80-yard interception return by Brock Miller called back because of an illegal block, or we'd have even more points on the board. How about those first half stats, Bartman? Well, you know, speaking of Brock Miller with that uh, interception on defense and uh, lighting it up offensively as well, nine carries, nine carries for 168 yards and a touchdown. Keegan Kinney, only six carries, 102 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, Jamin Medlock, eight carries for 39 yards and a touchdown. So all three uh, St. John's rushers right now being very successful in that first half, 309 total yards rushing. And uh, you take a look at uh, at Hazlitt, only 20 yards rushing, and uh, it looked like they were going to start lighting it up. I mean, at one time, Xander Thalen, 6 of 6 for 182 yards and a touchdown. He threw that freak pick 6 that uh, Wazak was able to uh, run right in. Uh, didn't look like it was going to be more than a deflection. After that pick six, all of a sudden he was one for six. Ends up finishing uh, one for six with two more interceptions. Ends up finishing the, the first half seven of 13, 197 yards and a touchdown. Sounds like a pretty good stat line, but those three picks, you know, we were talking about uh, is St. John's in his head. Uh, St. John's definitely... Going back to like what Dave Marigi used to do, just making great adjustments. Didn't wait till halftime to make the adjustments. That's one thing I've always noticed about this St. John's team, Ted. They always seem to make those adjustments at halftime. This game here, they did it in the second quarter. Yep, you're absolutely and right. just did a great job of adjusting to what Thalen was doing. I mean, Thalen looked unbeatable. And all of a sudden, St. John's was able to kind of figure him out, get a couple of sacks, get some serious pressure on him. And uh, keep him from running wild. I mean, at one time, he uh, you take away the sacks, and he's got uh, probably about 30 yards rushing. Right. But uh, a couple of big sacks, a couple of bobbled snaps, and uh, St. John's in firm control of this game. Well, it will be Hazlitt, though, receiving the second-half kickoff, and we'll have that coming to you right after this. 
Drive of the game tonight brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. And the player of the game tonight brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. Well, it is homecoming 2019. We were talking with uh, Chris Irvin, the athletic director, and they had all the uh, pomp and circumstance out there. Lexi Martins named homecoming queen and Alex Pung homecoming king. Congratulations to them and their court. And we're about ready for second-half football action here. It will be Hazlitt wearing the white uniforms and receiving to our left. They'll be driving north to south here to start the second half. By the way... We had a little clarification when number 16 was in the game running yes. the ball. That is actually Drew Dabler. Dabler? Yeah, they switched jerseys from number 51 to number 16, so we got that clarification. And those jerseys have names on the back. Well, you can't really read the numbers on them or the name. <laughs> and the name says Polston on it. Okay. Well, you <laughs> can it, read that a little better. Yeah. <laughs> Dabler, huh? Yeah. Conrad Dobler. Unless they change it back up. Here's the kickoff fielded at about the 5, the 10, the 15, 20, 25 yard line. Oh, what, guess what? Another penalty Another flag. flag. That was a return there by uh, Marcus Medrano. A nice return, but it's going back. Yep. Every once in a while, the referees just decide that they're going to uh, throw a lot of flags. That was. Uh, Dehan, or let me double check that on the tackle. Alex Pohl was in on the tackle, but this one is going to go against Hazlitt. I don't think either coach are real happy with the penalty situation. I wouldn't think so. It might be a combination of the players actually committing the fouls, but you know, a couple of those are just crazy, way away from the action. Sometimes you're rough and it is way away from the action. You just got to keep it in your pocket. Yeah, has no bearing on the play at all. Exactly. I mean. I'm sure there's something offensive happening every play, but it doesn't right. affect what happened. Right. Here's the quarterback with a fake. He keeps it himself, Thalen, around the right end. Gets about five yards to the 30. So we got about five-yard run that time. Aiden Maurer in on that hit for the Red Wings. Second half just underway here on the Castle. 34-13. to St. John's leads it. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted Fattel, gorgeous George, back at the studios. Thalen looking over that line of scrimmage now. Two wideouts over here this way, one on the other side, running back to the QB's left. They fake it to him. Now the quarterback, Thalen, rolls to his right, getting pressure, breaks a tackle, cuts back against the green, up to the 35, should have first down yardage, almost fumbled the ball, finally was brought down by Aiden Wazak. Thalen with a nice carry that time. So that'll move the chains. Boy, he was almost brought down for about a five-yard loss. I didn't see the number of the Red Wing that had him by the ankle. It'll be first and ten now, Hazlitt. Yeah, he is tough to bring down. You saw that a lot in the first half. Oh, yeah. As long as there's not a uh, bad snap, he's, he's pretty shifty. So Thalen again takes the snap. This time he hands it off to his running back. Running hard. That is Devin Nash. He might have fumbled it. Let's see if St. John's has it. They're pointing they have it. No sign by the ref yet. Yeah, there's a St. John's player with a ball. 
We still haven't seen the referee give it to him. Well, apparently the Red Wings have the ball, but I never did see the ref signal it. From the 45, so on the turnover, St. John's with the football. And uh, if you're a Viking fan, that's not what you needed. Fourth turnover tonight for Has. And that was a nice run by Nash, yeah, too. Single back, man goes in motion, Miller. Now he leads the blocking. Keegan Kinney takes it across the 40 to about the 39. Even though I can't see the numbers, I'm kind of picking up on the running mannerisms of the players. Yeah. 34 to 13, St. John's on top. We'll, and as I mentioned, we'll be back here uh, a couple weeks from now as we'll do the uh, Detroit Community at St. John's. I wonder what kind of information, pregame information, I'm going to get from Community. Detroit Community. Yeah. That was an open date on the schedule. No, it's like not Chris like said. Flint where they've only got one high school left, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Miller goes in motion, gets the handoff, power play right. Cuts back up the middle of the field to about the 35-yard line. Running hard, gets maybe to the 34. Carrying about seven white shirts on that yeah, play, too. Should be a number, another first down. Charlie Rosenbrook, the first one there for Hazlitt in on the tackle. 34-13, St. John's with the lead. Keep in mind, Hazlitt got the second-half kickoff, but then coughed it up. Ball goes back to the Red Wings, and now they're on a little bit of a drive. Coach Andy Schmidt calling the play to his quarterback, Luke Kudwa. He'll quickly run it to the huddle, and they'll break out of there immediately. They come to the line of scrimmage. Notice they do come to the line and snap it quickly like they always did for marriage. Yeah. Here is Miller getting the call around right end. This time he was trying to dance around and good tackle that time by the interior lineman for Hazlitt. That was Boss coming up quickly on the hit. Now one of the few times tonight that the Vikings have had any type of penetration. 34-13. I mentioned to you, I should write an op-ed piece. I mean, you know. <laughs> you should. These, An angry letter to the editor. <laughs> these these uniforms that uh, I, I imagine they must be very good looking up close, but they don't do any favors for anybody watching the game trying to figure out who's doing what. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan in the stands or, heaven forbid, an old broadcaster, <laughs> it's just tough to see. It is. Jamin Medlock with the carry here takes it to about the 26. Well, think about it. I mean, it's called a uniform for a reason. Right. I mean, you ever watch college football? I mean, they got gigantic numbers. Yeah. All one color, too. Contrasting to the color of the jersey. 34 to 13. St. John's with the lead. Third down and almost two. Ball just at the 26-yard line. You got to get just on the other side of the 25. Single back. Miller goes in motion, gets the handoff. Cuts back against the green, has the first down yardage as he jumps that. over one man. He's following his blocker. <laughs> yeah. To very, very patient. Methodical, yeah. if you will. Yeah, he is. He really is. So that'll move the chains. First yeah, and it ten takes on the a lot run. of discipline to do something like that because your initial instinct is to kind of run away Keep from going the outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's cut it back inside so many times. He sees that 
pole finally develop, and he takes it. Well, kind of, kind of like Le'Veon Bell used to do. Now, I yeah. haven't watched him run for the Jets and see if he's still doing it or doing it with success. But when he was with the Steelers, man, that was just great instincts to yeah. run the ball behind your linemen. You know, we really didn't get a chance for the sports forum at the half, and we'll we'll mix in some Michigan, Michigan State, and Lions talk as we go along. Here is a quick hitter by Keegan Kinney up the gut. Boy, he broke the initial initial wall of tacklers and scooted three for about a three or four yard gain on top of it. Takes it inside the 15 yard line. Rosenbrook in on that tackle for Hazlitt. Yeah, when you got a combination of these bats have all kinds of power, hard to bring down, plus the kind of surge they're getting on the line. It's a long night for the Vikings. 6.50 and counting here. St. John's with the ball in the 34-13 lead. Red Wings have it. Second down and five at the 13-yard line of Hazlitt. This game's had a lot of excitement, but St. John's has worn down Hazlitt just a little bit. Miller in motion to the right. Gets the handoff on the power play. Cuts back against the grain. Knocked down at about the 10. Chance cooking on that hit. Looks like Devin Nash might have been there along with Daniel Ash. They put the ball down at the 11. Just a long, sustained drive right here by St. John. Yeah. Kind of like that or first drive in the beginning of the game. Well, Taking some time off of the clock and just chewing up yardage. Third quarter, halfway through here. 34-13, Red Wing lead. Big crowd on hand here tonight. Got to see the crowning of King Alex Pong and Queen Lexi Martins. Wide out way over here this way, Medlock. No. He gets the handoff from the slot. Or was that Kinney? Touchdown, St. John's. That was Medlock. That was Jamin Medlock. Takes it in from 13 yards out. So the route is on now. Forty to thirteen. St. John's leads it with five thirty-eight to go. Blake Munger to attempt the kick. High snap. They get it down. Munger kicks it up. And it is good. That is well done by the holder. So 41 to 13, the PAT good. St. John's leads it over Hazlitt. Postal Connections in St. John's is more than just a pack and ship store. Get business services like copying and faxing, plus printing supplies like ink and toner. Postal Connections, your local choice for professional promotional printing for letterhead, envelopes, brochures, and business cards. Get your packages where they need to go with shipping by FedEx, UPS, DHL, and U.S. Postal. Stop in to see their cool variety of gifts and products. Postal Connections in the Southgate Plaza, U.S. 27 in St. John's, and online at PostalConnections207.com. Applebee Oil and Propane has been your local choice for fuel service needs since 1975, and they're proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years' experience in the petroleum industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreational gas, which is excellent for chainsaws, lawnmowers, and all small engines. 
Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel online at applebyoil.com. Well, St. John's on top, 41 to 13, and I got a little story for you on the new Lothrop Duran game. Uh oh. It's going to be very intriguing. Let's just put it this way New Lothrop starting quarterback not playing tonight. That'll tease a little bit. Here's the He's out. Yeah, he's got. He's a little banged up. Here is the return by Hazlitt. Brings it up to about the 34. Here is the key, though. Yes. All right. Let me make sure I get this straight here. The backup quarterback. Oh, I lost it. I believe his name's Cam Orr. Okay. Seven rushing touchdowns for New Lothar. They lead Duran. Wow. 50 to 14. The state record is nine, according to the Argus Prep. Argus uh, Sports wow. Twitter feed. Cam Orr, how about that? Cam Orr, seven rushing touchdowns. <laughs> wow. That's the story of the night in our yeah, area. That, that is something. 40-13, to 13, New Lothrop just continues to reload. Here's a pass. Oh, oh, nice play action. Caught on the far sideline and then knocked out of bounds at about the 40. That was Devin Nash on the reception coming out of the backfield. Xander Thalen led him perfectly. A big gain that time on that pass play. That real sweet play action move right there. He's got a nice fake. I've noticed that a couple of times on keepers where he's done a great job of faking a handoff. That time faking it through a uh, passing play. Great job by Thalen. Yeah, here's Thalen now running the option. Keeps it himself around the left end. Takes it across the 35-yard line of St. John's to about the 33. C.J. Crum in on that tackle for St. John's. That brings up second down and about oh, six. They'll put the ball down on the 33-yard line of the St. John's Red Wings. Under five minutes to go here in the third quarter, 41-13, the Red Wings. Thalen looking over the sideline for the play call. He has Devin Nash to his right, two wideouts each way. They try to hand it off to Nash. It's fumbled. Thalen picks it up, makes a little yardage out of it as he takes it to the 30-yard line. So Thalen kicking it to Devin Nash, stuck it a little bit too far into the midsection, and then fumbled the ball but was able to pick it back up. Now, one of the, uh, one of the drawbacks of those belly plays right there. Oh, yeah. Third down four. Third and four now here, coming for the red or for uh, Hazlitt. Running back to the right of the quarterback, Thalen. This time they fake it to him. Thalen keeps it himself. Should have first down yardage and more as he crosses the 25-yard line and then finally stood up by the front wall of the Red Wings. So that'll stop the clock temporarily till they set the chains. Hazlitt putting together a nice little answering drive right now. And they are keeping it in the hands of Xander Thalen. I don't know if uh, maybe they, uh, maybe Nash is a little bit of the doghouse or what. Well, Thalen out of the shotgun as a running back to his left, looking to throw. Looks downfield, steps up, now throws one into the end zone. Wide, open. wide, wide open is Jake Boss, who takes it in for the score. 23-yard completion there. Yeah, he had... Boss wasn't the only one wide open. There was, there was a, two players. Another receiver right there. 
he had to kind of hesitate a little bit. I think he wanted that ball instead of went to Boss. Two guys wide open on this side. I think you could safely say there might have been a mix up there yeah. in the secondary for the Red Wings. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the peanut gallery up here chiming in. We've got a penalty going against Pazlet. Ah, uh, what else is new? <laughs> 41 to 19 is the score. St. John's on top. That was pretty classic. <laughs> so the penalty goes against the Vikings. They'll mark it back. Uh, they're going to try and kick it from about the 15-yard line, it looks like. So it is uh, Drew Dabler wearing number 51 again. Here's the kick up, and the kick is good. So he is rotating jerseys tonight. 41 to 20. St. John's leads it over Hazlitt with 3.31 to go in the third. Save now during the big fall sales event at Beck's Trailer Superstore. With 1,300 trailers on 45 acres, Beck's offers America's largest trailer selection. So you'll find the trailer that fits your needs and your budget. During Beck's fall sales event, save on hundreds of open and enclosed trailers. Plus, take advantage of their easy financing program with payments from $69 a month with approved credit. They work with many local and national lenders to get you the best rate and lowest payment. For the best selection of the best trailers at unbeatable prices, call Bex or visit BexTrailerStore.com. Hortonville Brandon over Corona right now, 34-7 with 5.33 to go in the third. Powers over uh, Flushing, 35-7. to 7. I believe it's Flushing's homecoming tonight. Gaylord leads Cadillac. How about that? 20-9. Ah. Always, always like to throw a Cadillac score in there when I can, especially since we went up there for a little excitement a number of years ago. I wonder how kick. cold it is coming off of the lake right there in Ooh, that stadium. I know. Wow. St. John's recovers it. The ball bounced up in the air high, but uh, the Red Wings will get it. Gutsy call right there. And, you know, and I wonder why Hazlitt didn't try that a couple of times in the first half when St. John's had those penalties. Yeah, they were kicking it from the 45 yeah. of St. John's. I mean, now you're at a point where you have to do it. But, boy, oh, boy, when you got that kind of field position, they should have been doing it a couple of times in the first. So it'll be St. John's with the football first and 10 from their own 47-yard line. 329 to go in the third. Corona at Owasso next Friday night. I think Brandon's the team that put 70 on the board against Owasso, I believe. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. yeah. They were undefeated. I believe they might still be. Here's Miller. They're looking like they're going to win tonight over the Cavaliers. Miller takes it close to the 50-yard line, so got three on that carry. Daniel Ash in on the hit for the Hazlitt Vikings. Well, Michigan-Iowa tomorrow. What do you think, partner? Uh, another, one that, another one that scares me. I mean, I'm glad they're not at Kinnick, but it still scares me. Yeah, that's a that's a definitive game for the Wolverines. If they play well tomorrow and get a win, maybe they can go on a little cruise. Now, did you go to the Rutgers game last I week? I did not. I ended up sticking around in the deal zone. We got a call like five minutes to six or whatever it was. Yeah. And, hey, we got, we got two free tickets. Oh, boy. So we're kind of scrambling before we closed up, and, yeah, I wasn't able to go. Oh, bummer. I would have taken you gladly. Though, I know Ted. you. Inv- I, I appreciate the invite. <laughs> Believe me, that would have been a fun one to yeah. see. I mean, you know, we could have been part of the reason the whole Rutgers coaching staff got canned. 
What a debacle. Actually, you know, it was one of those games. I listened to it on the radio, and uh, usually I'm tuned in every Saturday to Michigan and right. Michigan State, which will be my routine again tomorrow. But since I had a trip planned, had to listen to it on radio. And radio's not all that bad. Right. You know, I mean, we're in the radio industry, and I think uh, football's one of those sports where, you know, listeners, if you paint the picture well enough, you know, they can at least see what's going on. And Brand Statter and Dan Deardorff do a great job. Yeah. Hard to beat the old days of Eufer. Now here's the run, the running back oh. for St. John's. Just tripped up Medlock. That was uh, Daniel Ash to bring him down. And only the second or third time that St. John's has uh, really kicked it outside. That time a pitch sweep right there. And uh, Medlock, if he would have uh, been able to keep his footing, I, we saw how spongy it is down there, how slippery yeah. it is. I mean, he had a lot of real estate in front of him. Still a pretty nice game, though. Yeah, like we talked, I was out east, but you guys got a lot of rain yeah. this week here in mid-Michigan. Medlock will line up right on the right wing. They have a wide out on this side of the field. Brock Miller goes in motion inside trap play. It goes to Medlock. Puts the head down, breaks a tackle, penalty flag at the line. Medlock has first down yardage, but I think it's going to be an illegal block against the Red Wings. Flag on the play. Well, they're not letting them get away with a lot inside, are they? Yeah, you know, and, and on a play like that where obviously that had a little something to do with the right. game, I you understand that. that. Right. But, you know, some of these flags away from the ball, you know, let, let them play. Yeah, I think we've, we've got our feelings out there on that for sure. You know, it's finally feeling like football weather, you know. Crispness <laughs> in the air. Yeah. Might be time to get some apples. You got a favorite type of apple? Uh, you know, I, I like the uh, the honey crisp. That's what but I they're, like. But they're they're a little pricey. They're a little pricey, I mean, a little Granny rare. Granny Smith is kind of my go-to. That's your go-to. Uh, you know, I, I like them tart like that. But then on the other hand, the the honey crisps are kind of a kind of a rare treat when you can get them. Yeah, I'll, I pay a little extra for the honey yeah. crisp. I like that. And a little apple cider and uh, plain donuts. Not oh, a bad yeah. way to go either. I never like plain donuts unless it's with apple. Gotta cider. be apple cider. Yeah. You're not gonna sit around and hey, I'll go get me a plain. <laughs> <laughs> but with, with with cider, it tastes all right. Absolutely. Third down now and 13 from the 44. Here's the completed pass over here. Pass complete from Kudwa to Miller. found Miller, Brock Miller, for the completion. It's going to be a little bit shy of the first down. Nine o'clock castle time. You're listening to WJSZ Ashley Owasso. Fourth down coming up here for the Red Wings. Fourth and two. Uh, nice little good. play by St. John's. They haven't seen Kudwa throw it that much. That's right. And great pressure by, by Hazlitt. He was able to step out of that and get that one off. Well, surprise they're not going for it here in uh, Hazlitt territory at the 46. Fourth and a little less than three. Hazlitt thinking maybe they're going to fake it possibly. Hazlitt calls a timeout. 39 seconds to go in the third. Fourth and three coming up. 41 to 20. St. John's leads it. Cadwalder Lord Hahn, your local full service auto owners insurance agent. Call 725 7134. Save by insuring your home, business, life, boat, or car with no problem. Auto owners insurance agent, CLH Insurance, at 200 West Exchange in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance, 
a proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle, wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. Fast Eddie's is teaming up with Fuel Jewels and will donate a portion of the proceeds for the month of October to breast cancer awareness. Fast Eddie's also does preventative maintenance like transmission and coolant flushes, fuel fiddler, air filter, wiper blades, and headlight replacement, and much more. See your local Fast Eddie's car wash and oil change center for all great fall savings on their quality products and services. With 16 locations throughout Michigan, there's one near you. Fast Eddie's, a name you can trust. Jamin Medlock punts it downfield, and a Hazlitt player falls on it uh, right around the 11-yard line. Uh, he might have saved a yard, but that could have been dangerous yeah. there, trying to dive on the ball late. Yeah, as, as, as slippery as it is out there to jump on that like that, if that squirts out, you know, you're looking at another six points on that, getting hung up on you. Right. So it's Hazlitt with the football. Xander Thalen, let's see if he can move him downfield again. we got 31 seconds to go here yet in the third quarter. It's a Capital Area Activity Conference Red Division battle. St. John's 3-2 and two on the season, 2-1 and one in the CAC Red. Win here tonight keeps them in contention, especially with a game looming next week against Fowlerville. As it will finish up, or we'll, we'll play at Lansing Eastern next week. Thalen takes it, play action, little bullet pass over the middle, complete to his tight end. Hauls it in. Pass is complete from Thalen, number 14, Scheidner. That was uh, Schiebner on the reception that time. Brock Miller in on the hit for the Red Wings. Down to 20 seconds to go now in the third. This might be the last play of the third quarter. Thalen comes up under center, now backs up back into the shotgun. Running back to his left. They'll hand it off to him. That's Devin Nash. Gets the corner. The 30, 35 to about the 39-yard line. So it'll be Hazlitt with the ball at their own 39 when we start the fourth quarter here on Z92.5. After three, 41-20, St. John's leads it over Hazlitt. When Mother Nature leaves you broken branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work <coughs> in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online at ferrellstree.com or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, insured. Ferrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Well, next Friday night... Don't forget to keep it right here to Z92.5, 7 o'clock kickoff, Corona at Owasso. Speaking of Z92.5, keep it here after the ball game tonight. You get a chance to uh, tune in to Three Point Podcast. Two of the three members will be there as I was on vacation. Listen to Jared and Matt as they break down uh, the key Michigan sports stories, including Michigan State, Michigan, and the Detroit Lions. Here is the handoff. It goes to Luke oh, Heidi, man. and he bring, is brought down for a big loss. Nowhere to Heidi right there. No, nowhere to Heidi? Oh, wow. Jamin Medlock was the first Red Wing defender there to bring him down for a loss. Oh, is that about a five- or six-yard loss on that? Yeah, all the way wow. back to the 34-yard line. 
Fourth quarter just underway with Bart Matthews. I'm Ted Fatale. Gorgeous George back at the studios. Doing a great job as always. Thalen back to throw. Rolls out to his left now. Got a penalty flag thrown. The pass goes downfield and then knocked away by the defender Medlock. Yeah, penalty in the backfield. And, you know, that time blatant holding right there to, to get uh, to get Thalen out of, out of trouble there. Luke Heidi, the re- intended receiver that time down the field. But, again, a good job by Medlock to knock that one away. If they decline this, it'll be third down and 15. Uh, or do you take it and send them back even farther? I probably would take the penalty I think myself. you'd take it. I think that uh, the way that St. John's has been uh, really defending the pass and getting some good pressure on Thalen, I would, yeah. But we'll see. It's 10 a, yards, why not? Yeah, it's right in that middle range, though, and Andy Schmidt, the coach, says, no, we'll decline it. We'll bring up third down and 15. So 41-20 to 20 is the score. St. John's on top. So third and 15, they need to get the ball near the 50. Three wideouts on the other side. One over here this way. Hazlitt wearing the white uniforms going right to left. Thalen takes the snap. Throws a pass out on the far side. A little too high for the intended receiver that time. So it's fourth down and a punt coming up here for the Vikings. Yeah, probably a good call by uh, <laughs> Coach Schmidt, huh? Yeah, it worked out, didn't it? <laughs> Fourth and 15. And has That's what I would have done. <laughs> Drew, Take that down. You don't need those yards. Take that down, Ted. There you That's go. What I done. Drew Dabler in the punt. It. You're, you're calling a perfect game. <laughs> Low snap. Dabler picks it up. Finally gets the kick off. Little end-over-end wobbler. Bounces at the 40, takes a red wing bounce, and is finally down at the 44. So it'll be St. John's with the football, 11.06 to go, 41-20. to 20. They lead it over Hazlitt. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes. At Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, they know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso invite you to drive a little and save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC are proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, here's an interesting one. Owasso leads Clio 38-30 with about eight minutes left to go in that one. Good ball game. Trojans looking for their first win of the season against the Mustangs. Quick pitch goes to Miller. Miller around the right end. Puts the head down. Good hard hit. Helmet to helmet. No ill intent, though. Yeah, Charlie Rosenbrook with a big hit right there. Yeah, Miller put his head down about the same time. Looked like a couple Rams Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Second down, about six yards to go here for the Red Wings. They're going to be in no kind of hurry here. The clock is their ally up by 21. Yeah, they're basically just playing the, the same game they've been playing all day. Yeah. Run it up the middle, great success. Snap the ball right before the, the play, play clock winds down. Back judge getting ready to start his count. Got the hand up. 
You take the snap. Medlock gets the carry. Trap oh, play geez. has room at the 45. The 40. Look at that move. The sideline, the 30. Nice move. Oh, stiff arm, Billy Sim style. <laughs> Down to the 20. Maybe oh, too geez. And, and, and look what look what happens at the end of the play. Now, there's a penalty flag right back here where the play, uh, line of scrimmage might have been on that stiff arm. Medlock may have gotten a little bit of face mask himself. Uh, well, Medlock had a huge hole kind of turned it towards the far sideline and had a sweet move along the way. Mm-hmm. Kind of looking forward to reading in the state journal tomorrow a couple of comments from the coaches on the, the referees here. Yeah. If, if they can comment in a diplomatic way. <laughs> we have a face mask on St. John's, like I said, on Medlock stiff arm. The uh, penalty at the line of scrimmage was a personal foul against Hazlitt, so let's just do it all over again. Oh, man, wiping out about a 40-yard run by uh, Jamin Medlock. Yeah. So offsetting penalties. 10.07 to go. Homecoming over here in uh, the Queen was crowned. Lexi Martins, congratulations to her and her court. And Alex Pung, homecoming king over here in St. John's. Always a neat evening when they have the St. John's or the homecoming festivities, you know. And then I'm, I imagine they still have the dance tomorrow night. I would think so, yeah. Back when I was in school, that's how old I am. The dance always followed the homecoming game. On Friday night. Friday night. Huh. It wasn't the big ordeal it is nowadays, you know. The kids now got to get together with their friends, dress up really Take nice. Take pictures but, all over well, the place. Go out yeah. to eat dinner first, then do the pictures, yeah. then, you know, then do the dance. Back in your day, they just went to the barn, throw some hay down, and <laughs> broke out the fiddles. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we had ourselves a hoedown. <laughs> I don't know about these press box people. They're laughing too hard. You see this old guy over here. <laughs> We got a timeout on the field here. 41 to 20. It's a hootenanny. St. <laughs> John's on top. On top over Hazlitt. We got a timeout. It's Gilbert's Hardware and Appliances. Buy one, get one free. Best look paint sale. That's right. Thursday through Sunday, buy one gallon of best look paint and get one free. Best look paint has a lifetime warranty and the expert at Gilbert's can help you find and mix the perfect color for your project. Plus, you can save up to 30% on selected best look premium label rollover covers, roller covers, brushes, and kits. Hey, there's never been a better time to save than right now on all best look interior and exterior paints. Hurry in today. This sale ends Sunday at Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, 113 Main in downtown Owasso. You know, we've always talked about uh, our local folks, support the local folks. Uh, Gilbert's, as you know, I've had great success buying some appliances and televisions. My parents today just had a, a brand new washing machine delivered, courtesy of Gilbert's. Courtesy of Gilbert's. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's just the idea that on top of the appliances, you're, they're always going to help you out with that. Anything you need help with, there's somebody there that's going to kind of steer you the right way. Oh, if you need just a special screw or widget, yeah, they they got it. They definitely do, and they're going to tell you how to use it too. I mean, they're they're very very knowledgeable and very helpful. Absolutely, you ain't going to get that in a big box store. No way. Here's Brock Miller with the carry tripped up, 
going to be, I think, just a tad short of the first down. Where this referee's marking it, it'll be a first down. Looks like a first down from here, don't I it? I know, it does. I'm surprised they don't bring out the chains. You know, you don't see a whole lot of the chain gang in, in, in football, do you, in high school football? I don't know why. They don't break out the chains that much. No, they don't. Oh, here's Medlock hit in the backfield and a big loss on third and a and a less than a yard. And a, really a quarterback sneak situation. And Hazlitt comes up big. That was Ash, the first one there for the Vikes. Yeah, big loss right there. So it'll be St. John's punting it back to Hazlitt. Devin Nash going to go back for the Vikings. Very dangerous. He'll be back around his own 18-yard line. You know, it's a good thing we don't take stats for uh, for punts and stuff. Yeah. Because I don't remember if St. John's has punted yet. Yeah, day. they have a couple times. A couple of times. They had one okay. blocked, if you remember. Oh, that's right. That's right. And flag on that one. Yeah. And now yeah. here's a flag here roughing the punter, I believe. The ball goes into the end zone. Forgot about that blocked punt. Yeah. So that, I think that was the third punt. But we do have a penalty here. And I think it might end up being a first down for the Red Wings. I got the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. Referees still haven't really given the signal. There's a couple of flags down on the field. Well... Everybody seems to be confused on what is the call here. You know, every once in a while, you should give a signal. It's one thing to discuss it. Let's find out what's going on. The two flags, how can, how complicated can it be? Right. Well, they have struggled. <laughs> the clock operator over here ought to have his own show. That's all I know. <laughs> oh my so here we go we might we might actually figure out what's going on roughing the kicker against Hazlitt there's another flag I don't know who he's talking to he thinks he's mic'd up sideline penalty against St. John's so I guess we'll do it again he is mic'd up, isn't he? But but we're not hearing anything. I don't know if he's talking to another video crew or what. Did we did we do a game where the referee actually it was a regular where was season that? game? We were somewhere where we actually had him mic'd up. Yeah, I thought it was this year. It wasn't last year, was it? No, it wasn't this year. Oh, okay, it must have been last year. Not because only places we've been this year is Owasso and Corona. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, here. no, we were here. Yeah. So they had roughing the penalty, roughing the punter penalty. I'm not sure these refs know what the heck's going on. I mean, they marked the ball back. Should be fourth and thirteen. It was fourth and five. Now this is a pretty young crew out here. Three of them are. Yeah. yeah. And their mentors aren't helping them out much. No. Because I did see the two young refs that came up here early on. I mean, yeah. they were real young. Yeah. I mean, they. they they're ha they're really struggling at the moment. Yeah. So 
So we have stoppage here. This is scintillating radio, but <laughs> the referees can't quite figure it out. So we had a penalty against each team. I'm not sure how you, you mark it back. Fourth, It was fourth and five. Now it's like fourth and 15, so a 10-yard markoff goes against St. John. Uh, an offsetting penalty. An offsetting penalties. That's bizarre. Well, they're going to punt it again. They get this one off. Medlock booms one. Nash oh, signals for a fair catch, drops dangerous it, then right falls there. on it on the 19. So after that's all said and done, Hazlitt has the ball first and 10 from their own 19. Check out the three-generational look at sports and pop culture by subscribing for free to Three Point Podcast. Ted the Sports Guy. Matt Burns of ESPN and Jared Fatale of Fox 17 bring you their lively and interesting hot takes every week. Find the show along with Z92.5 game replays on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and other podcast sites. It's the three-point podcast, and you can listen right after tonight's game. Goodrich 49-14 over Lake Fenton. Martian sole possession of first place in the Metro Stars division. Owasso still hanging on to a 38 no, it's tied up, 38-38. Owasso oh, and Kalio, just under four minutes to go. You got a wild one over there. Here's Thalen with a completed pass over on the far sideline, about a five-yard completion. That was Cole Burgess on the reception. We'll try and keep a close eye on our Twitter feed. Is it Burgess or Borges? Uh, B-O-R-G-E-S, I don't know. I don't know. The Borges. I'm going to say Borges. show on Showtime? Yes. I think it was. Yeah. Victor Borgia. <laughs> the piano master. <laughs> 41 to 20 is the score here. I, you know, I, I told you I went to New York, and I was trying to see if there's any way that I could time it to where I could see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. Uh-huh. I guess he sold it out now like 70 straight times. Ah. Some some crazy number like that. That's some that. kind of residency, right? Yeah, I mean, he does. He's there like every... plays there about every month. Is that what it is? Okay. Play like a two-show set every ah, month. That would be very cool. Not bad for a Long Island guy, man. Yeah. And you, and you sell out the garden every dime. That's a pretty good payday. Second down and about... Uh... So they're saying put 750 on the clock. St. John's getting loud here, and we're hearing some cowbell. I hear some cowbell. They're famous for their cowbell over here in St. John's. That's officiating crew. As many flags as we've seen, Ted. I don't know if the cowbell's a safe move. Cowbell flag might be next. Cowbell flag. There is a penalty flag. (laughs) Too much cowbell. Too much cowbell. Can never have too much, but there it is. Oh, man. The famous Bruce Dickinson. No, they call it holding instead. Yeah. To make, that's a makeup call for the cowbell. It was. So five yards goes against Hazlitt. Or ten yards. Yeah, ten yards. Oh, maybe 15. <laughs> oh, we got to get control again, Bart. <laughs> it's been quite a long evening, you know what I mean? Thalen out of the shape. Running back to his left. He'll roll to his left now. 
He gets the corner, steps up, looking to throw, throws one downfield. It's up in the air, intercepted by St. John's. Just another ill-advised pass that time. I think this one's going back, though. Another penalty flag. Uh, there was a uh, big late hit on Thalen. Okay. I was I watching the pass. that's coming back. Yeah, that was all kinds of pressure from the Red Wings right there, and Thalen threw that duck up. Demarcus Washington with the interception. They picking up the flag? Quarterback was beyond the line of scrimmage oh. when he threw it. So it's St. John's hanging out of the ball. 7.34 to go, 41-20, the Red Wings. Your number one St. John's Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance and the McKenzie and Crosby Insurance Agency is a winning combination. We'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, and secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Call McKenzie and Crosby Insurance Agency today, 989-224-2479, or visit McKenzieCrosby.net. McKenzie and Crosby Insurance Agency, your independent auto owner's agents. Medlock goes in, gets the handoff, the sweep around the left end, breaks it down. Wow. At the 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, down the far sideline, 20-yard line. Still on his feet inside the 10, finally brought down at about the five-yard line. So Jamin Medlock, with just a simple sweep, got the left corner and turned on the Jets. Big gain that time by Jamin Medlock. And all three of these St. John's runners are so tough to bring down. They run very similar. They do. So it is first and goal. St. John's from the six-yard line of Hazlitt. Red Wings lead it by 21. Luke Kudwak gets the play call from the sideline, brings it into the huddle. Comes up under center now. Quick snap, sends a man in motion this way. They'll hand it off to the running back. That's Keegan Keen. Kinney. And the six-yard run is into the end zone. Kenny, three carries, six yards apiece, only 18 yards here in the second half. But that one, a huge touchdown and a big exclamation point. Yeah, yeah. So Kenny takes it in from six yards out. Still 6.46 to go in this one. This is a long one tonight, yeah. partner. Yeah, all the credit in the world, though. Got to go to Jamin Medlock, 57 yards on the carry before that. Yep. St. John's has turned this into a laugher. 47 to 20. They lead it right now. Here's the PAT. Blake Munger puts the kick up, and it is good. So with 6.46 to go, St. John's leads it 48 to 20 over Hazlitt. There's nothing better than sitting in the bleachers on a cool Friday night watching your favorite teams battle it out on the gridiron. Aldermans and Lennon and Cub Cadet are another team that loves taking on the competition. Right now, Cub Cadet's complete line of Z-Force and Pro-Z zero-turn mowers are in stock and on sale. These hard-hitting Cub Cadet mowers have the competition on the run with great features and great prices. Alderman's on M13 and Lennon is a proud sponsor of high school sports. Online at aldermans.com. Well, we have still 6.46 to go in this one. We're going to keep an eye on that Owasso Clio score. Last we saw it was tied up at 38. 
That one had about two minutes to go in the game. All of a sudden, my Twitter feed is not uh, rebooting. Here we go. Ovid Elsie down Mount Morris, 29 to nothing tonight. Ortonville Brandon pounding the Corona Cavaliers, 54-14 with 5:33 to go. Langsburg over Saranac, a final, 38-13. Owasso with the win, 41 to 38 on a game-winning field goal. With 10 seconds left. How about, How about that? that? So the Trojans get their first win of the season. An exciting game tonight from Kyle. Here's the kickoff. Oh! Big hit on that return. That was Devin Nash on the return. Just pounded at about the 20-yard line. I think Owasso's... Was that Colby Munger on that? I believe so. And by the way, Owasso's kicker is, is Noah Jaffrey, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Is he wearing number five? Do you remember? It's number five was the kicker I yeah. got posted here with the win. Swing that terrible towel around. Yeah. Owasso, 41 to 38. Congratulations to Devin Pringle. It's been a long haul, but a uh-huh. well-deserved win. Davison behind their quarterback, Brendan Sullivan, a former Corona Cavalier, by the way. You remember yeah. Mike Sullivan? Oh, yeah. Dad. 63 to 21 over Grand Ledge. Davison, I mean, Sullivan's maybe the best quarterback in the state, is what I'm reading. Well, you saw what they did to Grand Blank last week, and Grand Blank was undefeated before that. Right, and it was I mean, over Davison, 40 points at halftime. Yeah. He called the game. They I stopped the game because of the lightning, yeah. Here is Thalen with a carry around right end, sacked for a big loss. Six minutes and 22 seconds to go here in this one. It'll be second down and about 20 for the Hazlitt Vikings. They have the ball all the way back at about their own 12-yard line. Thalen has had an up-and-down game. I think he's had about three or four picks and some pretty decent passes, too. Keeps it himself on the quarterback keeper up the middle and gets almost first down yardage. Takes it all the way up to about the 30-yard line. Big 18-yard run. And, yeah, Xander Thalen is a tremendous athlete. Just, you know, we talked about it a little bit, the way that St. John's defense was able to adjust to him in the second half. He's never been the same, really. He's had a couple of flashes of brilliance like that 18-yard carry right there. All right. He's back to throw again. That's a first-down play as he got the first down on that scramble run. Tries to throw it out to Luke Heidi. Incomplete. Hasek was there to knock it down. Forty-eight to twenty, St. John's on top, going to improve to four and two on the season. Three and one in the league. They got Fowlerville next week. Could be a huge game. Here is the snap back to Thale, and he hands it off to his running back, and that's going to use some valuable time off the clock. That was uh, Drew Dabler on that carry. This portion of the game brought to you by Sports Scene, Sportsnet Michigan, Young Buick GMC, and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. Some of our great sponsors here for this ball game tonight. 5.15 to go now. Hazlitt with the ball, trailing it by 28. Thalen takes the snap, looking downfield. Throws a bomb down the far sideline. Has a man out in the open, oh. but just incomplete. Did have a step, 
Yeah, nice pass, though. I mean, he put that ball right in between two St. John's defenders. That time his line giving him all kinds of time, but the uh, the receiver just couldn't come down with it. Yeah, Andrew Waters, the intended receiver, and uh, he throws a nice ball for the most part. He does. He got himself in trouble a little bit trying to force the ball in a couple different times, but uh, looking at fourth and nine right now, deep in his own territory at about the 30-yard line, they're going to go for it. Three wideouts this way, one the other way, a single back. Thalen looking to throw. Throws one over the middle. Knocked away by Medlock. And that's going to put the icing on the cake. So Jamin Medlock with a real nice play there to knock it away. St. John's will have the ball with 4.59 to go in this one. Going to be a happy homecoming here for everybody involved in St. John's. Your number one St. John's Red Wings fans. Auto Owners Insurance and Alibi and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to ensure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Allaby and Brubaker Insurance is your local, independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Looks like we might have a backup quarterback in the game. Is that number? Kenny was on the carry there. What number is the quarterback? Is that number 11, maybe? Caleb Teeples? That ball carrier was Braden Barrage. And number 11 is in at quarterback, Caleb Teeples. So Teeples in at quarterback. Backup's getting some exciting action here. 4.15 to go in the ballgame. Second down in about six. We're going to rely on the spotters here. Man in motion. Here's the handoff to the slot man. Breaks a tackle. He's at the 20, the 10, inside the 10. Still running hard. Good run that time by the ball carrier. That was Aiden Conneville on that carry, number 23. Rosenbrook in on the tackle. So St. John's first down and goal to go. Yeah, backup comes in and gives you 22 yards on one carry. Yeah. And he looked like all the other runs. Yeah, he backs. did. Runs the same. He did. Good hard run. Conneville that time on the carry. They'll send a man out on the far side. Wing man over here. Single back. Teeples takes the snap, hands it off. Ball carrier runs to the line of scrimmage and then squirts for a couple of yards inside the fine. That was Braden Barrage on that try. Get on the hit. Nathaniel Polston. Not sure it could be Polston or Dabler. Number 16 either way. Caleb Teeples at quarterback, 3.15 to go. Second down and goal to go from the three. Taking their time in the huddle right now. Clock is definitely on the Red Wings side. They're going to close this one out. Teeples sends a man in motion. Here comes the blitz. And we got penalty flags flying. We're going to get a false start. Going to go against the Red Wings here. 
Next Friday night, Corona at Owasso should be a good one. Both teams coming into the game with one win on the season. Something's got to give at Wilman Field. I got a feeling, Bart, we're going to be treated to a pretty good ball game. Yeah, pretty good, uh, well-matched uh, setup between those two teams this year, especially. Not a lot of love lost between those two squads either. Well, at least that's what I'm seeing on Twitter. Yeah. More on that next week. Don't forget Three Point Podcast coming up right here after the ball game. Here's St. John's with it. They hand it off. The ball carrier gets to the five. That was Aiden Conival on the carry, the 5'9", 180-pound junior. Andy Schmidt sending subs in left and right right now. Just checking some other scores, see if anything of note pops up. Nothing at the moment. Millington over Novell, 36-6. St. John's with the ball here. Third down and goal from the five. Looked like the Red Wings may have fumbled the ball. And Hazlitt has it. Good hard hit there at the line of scrimmage. So we're down to a minute 48 in this one. And we got another penalty flag over here. Unsportsmanlike again on St. John's. Is that the call? Is that another sideline warning thing? Unsportsmanlike conduct against St. John's after the play. Huh. Got me. So it's 48-20. to St. John's on top, but Hazlitt will get the ball, and they'll move it upfield a little bit on the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. I understand you got a big poker game tomorrow night, Bart. Yeah, I don't know if it's a big poker game. Yeah, some of your buddies. Yeah. Were, yeah. Executive game. Executive game. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. A little Texas Hold'em. Richie April might be swinging by. <laughs> you never know. Maybe Francis Albert Jr. Who can tell? You think that's the greatest TV show of all time? I think it's close. I, I you know, I hate, I hate to say it, but. Maybe the wire's a little bit better. See, I, I, I disagree. It's hard to tell. I, just, the reason I say that is because the wire didn't have the drop-off that the Sopranos did. What do you mean the drop-off? You know, the, the last couple of seasons weren't as good, weren't nearly as good as the first couple of seasons. I guess some people think so. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still think it's the second best series of all time. And I'm the you know, other way around. I think know. the wire's right there, but yeah. I'm, I'm a Sopranos guy all the way. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like saying I don't like The Godfather because Goodfellas is so good. Right. You know what I mean? Not going to happen. Right. Well, you can tell this game's out of hand when we start getting into our television (laughs) talk. It's uh, Hazlitt with the ball right around uh, the 30-yard line. Hasn't been the prettiest game, but St. John's fans will take it. See, they got the same quarterback in there or they got a backup. Thalen still in there. Runs around that left end, gets to the 40, up to about the 45, knocked out of bounds, has to jump over the St. John's bench. Aiden Maurer was there on the tackle. Stops the clock with a minute 25 to go. 
48-20. St. John's going to pick up the win and improve to 4-2 and 3-1 and and in the league. First and 10. Again, if you're just tuning in, congratulations to the Owasso Trojans picking up an exciting three-point win, game-winning field goal by Noah Jaffrey. Here is Thalen rolling around the right end, nearly sacked, now finally brought down for about a four- or five-yard loss. That's going to take off some time. And then it's Hazlitt calling timeout. So a minute six to go. Timeout on the field. Hazlitt calls it. They trail St. John's by 28. Through all the mid-Michigan seasons, Mid-State Sales and Service in St. John's has the outdoor power you need to get the job done fast. Right now, take advantage of rebates on select Simplicity Mowers. Plus, get 0% financing for up to 48 months. Get power for your fall cleanup. Pick up a new steel leaf blower or chainsaw and get ready to tackle the snow with a preseason sale on Simplicity Snowblowers. Mid-State Sales and Service on M21, just a quarter mile west of DeWitt Road in St. John's. Mid-State Sales and Service is a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, um, an impressive St. John's win tonight. Keeps them in the playoff hunt with their fourth win of the season. Still have a minute five to go before it's official. But they're in no danger of losing this one. Second down and 15. Hazlitt with the ball. Phelan takes the snap. Back to throw. Now scrambles out of trouble. Throws one over the middle. Intercepted by St. John's. Brock Miller picks it off at the 40. The 50. 45. And brought down at about the 43. So I believe the Red Wings will probably just kneel down now at this point. Big win tonight here in front of the home folks. Homecoming. Queen Lexi Martins in her court. Peyton Beebe, Micah Haviland, Regan Myers, and Aaron Middleton. Also the king crown tonight. Alex Pung in his court. Fernando Emilio Jimenez, Adam Eichenberg, Mitch Gifford, and Sam Hallid. Entertained to a fun game here tonight. The Red Wings with an impressive win. Yeah. You know, and I don't think this Hazlitt team is that far away from it. Thalen, I think, is a quarterback you can build upon. I, I You know, I definitely agree with that. And I don't know, is uh, Devin Nash, is he a, uh, he's a, junior. He's a junior as well? Yeah. Right, so. so we'll be watching them next year for sure. St. John's runs a dive plate into the line. That was Barrage on the carry. One more play will close this one out. Caleb Keeples in at quarterback. So stick with us here. We'll do a quick recap. We'll also let you hear from our good friends at Sports Scene. St. John's going to kneel it down. We'll let you hear from them right now. 48-20, the final. St. John's wins it. Are you ready for some football? Check out the newest edition of High School Sports Scene. You'll find photos and stories on local teams and student athletes. Grab a copy at your favorite high school or on the newsstands today. For schedules, previews, feature stories, and more, pick up our latest issue or check us out at highschoolsportscene.com. Z92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Well, it was all St. John's here tonight. They scored first on a four-yard Keegan Kinney run. 
Uh, they had a 20-yard Jamin Medlock run in the first quarter. Has it a couple scores, a two-yard run by Devin Nash, and an 18-yard pass from Xander Thalen. So has it only trailed by one after the first period. St. John's then took control. 70-yard run by Keegan Kinney, a 12-yard interception by Aiden Wazak that took it into the end zone. Uh, Keegan Kinney with an interception with eight minutes to go in the second led to a 21-yard Brock Miller run. PAT was good, 34-13. St. John's led it at half. Then the Red Wings scored a couple more times in the ball game. Third quarter, a 13-yard run by Jamin Medlock and a six-yard run by Keegan Kinney. Hazlitt scored a 23-yard pass from Thalen to Jake Boss. Final score, 48-20. Anything in the stats you want to get into at all? Well, a couple of big things right here. Uh, Xander Thalen, uh, some good and some bad from the uh, the Hazlitt quarterback. Finishes tonight 11-21, 264 yards and two touchdowns, but five interceptions. St. John's just did a brilliant job adjusting to, to uh, Thalen. Uh, offensively for the Saint, uh, for the Red Wings, I mean, it was all on the ground. Listen to these stats, Ted. Uh, Keegan Kinney, 120 yards, three touchdowns. Jamin Medlock, 121 yards, two touchdowns. And Brock Miller, 196 yards and a touchdown. 437 yards rushing for St. John's. Hard to kind of narrow it down and figure out oh, who is. exactly is going to be our player of the game. I mean, give, give some credit to the uh, the uh, uh, um, line as well. Uh, but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Brock Miller. Uh, him and Medlock both had some some key defensive plays as well on the other side of the ball. Uh, hard to say, but you know, Brock Miller, 196. We can give we can give multiple. Let's give all three of them, man. Absolutely. You got five touchdowns right there and right. 437 yards. Hard to figure out who, you know. So I agree with basically, you. Basically, all three of them are your players of the game tonight. Brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. Uh, so that's our player of the game. Now let's take a talk. Have a little bit of talk about our drive of the game, and. I'm going to go something a little bit different here. Uh, started off on a uh, brilliant, should have been a, uh, a play that really kept Hazlitt in the game. Talking about that big 95-yard mm. return. Mm-hmm. Okay, that gets called back, and what happens? We end up having a uh, pick six pick on a six, freak, play. freak play on that one right there. So we're going to call that right there the drive of the game because that's really what ended up getting into uh, Thalen's head. Ended up, in my opinion, turning the tide of the game. After that uh, interception, Thalen wasn't the same. The Vikings weren't the same. St. John's made a great, uh, great adjustment. And at the same time, I think they got into the junior's head a little bit. Yep. So I'm going to call that your drive of the game a little bit different tonight, but that's all right. Drive of the game brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. Well, uh, our next game coming up is going to be Corona at Owasso next uh, Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff for that one. The final score here, 48-20. to St. John's picks up the win, improves to 4-2 and on the season, 3-1 and in the CAC Red Division. And uh, 
I guess that's going to just about do it for me. Just don't forget that three-point podcast will follow here in just a couple of minutes as soon as this one's officially wrapped up. Final score, 48-20, to 20, St. John's over Hazlitt. So I'll send things back over to my partner, Bart Matthews, in the final words. All right. Well, big thanks, of course, going out to uh, the St. John's Athletic Department. Uh, Chris Urban always takes great care of us up here, and we always have a blast in this press box. I think you'd agree, Ted, that this is <laughs> yeah. probably about the funnest press box that we get to hang out in, and we get to hang out in some cool places. That's true. But this is the most fun that we always have right over here. So big thanks to everybody here at St. John's, and big thanks to our sponsors, Alderman's and Lennon, Allaby Brewbaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Beck's Trailer Superstore and Service Center, CLH Insurance, Fast Eddie's, Ferrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Hub Tire Center, KP Auto Body, Mackenzie and Crosby, Memorial Healthcare, Mercantile Bank, Mid-State Sales and Service, Mint City Excavating, Oaks Fisher Insurance, Postal Connections, Signature Ford and Owasso, Sports Scene, Sportsnet Michigan, Young Buick GMC, and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. So for Gorgeous George in the studios and Ted Fatal here in the booth, this is Bart Matthews saying have a great night, and we will talk to you next Friday night for Owasso Corona. Welcome to the Ultimate Pizza Showdown. In this corner, the reigning champ, Main Street Pizza, with its huge toppings of gooey cheese and fresh dough. And in the other corner, some other pizza looking kind of weak, with wimpy pepperoni and almost no cheese on top. The judges take a bite of Main Street Pizza. And the scores? 10, 10, 10. Now, it's the challenger's turn. Ooh, the judges don't look very happy. The scores are in. Two, three, two. Gentlemen, we have a winner. In the unanimous taco, Main Street Pizza wins again. Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Go with a traditional favorite or try delicious Main Street specialty pizza, like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go, made fresh to order. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, you get a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and covered in toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona.
85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items, and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. Welcome to episode 89 of Three Point Podcast. Don't mess with your speakers or headphones here. I know you're used to hearing the cool Ben Scully-esque stylings of Ted, but he borrowed our company jet and took a little vacation. So with that, this is Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. The trio is typically Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle, myself, Matt Burns of ESPN, and Jared Patel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17. But tonight, it's just Jared and I. As usual, thanks to our partners, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Sheridan Realty and Auction Service, Piranha Connection, Advanced Elevator, Z92.5 The Castle, Main Street Pizza, and Sportsnet Michigan. Well, Jared, it's just us. It feels like, to me, it's like that first time your parents give you the keys to the car and tell you and your buddy to just bring it back in one piece. That's kind of like what Ted did. No one takes more off days than this guy. I mean, it's annoying when he'll say, like, how he hates, like, kind of today's generation of football, how he doesn't like players sitting out. But I tell you what, this guy takes more off days than just about anyone. Which, as somebody who's from his generation, you know, whatever he is, like a silent generation or whatever, where they pride themselves on, like, hard work, working in the Ford factory, he's not that. He, he, takes, he already takes Fridays off at work, basically just watching Game of Thrones. And now he can't even call in for a 30-minute podcast. It's, it's unbelievable. I feel like the, the whole time that you're saying this, I'm picturing, like, when you see the 65-year-old guy sitting on his couch, like... You know, there, there's, the, there's the kid over to the side with, like, a six-pack, and everyone's like, man, dude, you're really in shape. And then you got the 65-year-old guy that's, like, rubbing his big old beer gut, and he says, yeah, well, I've earned this one. I feel like that's Ted. I feel like Ted has earned this vacation. He's put in the work. He's earned the time off. So he's going to New York, correct? That's the that's his trip, that, New York. That's what he said, yeah. I think there's some other stuff, but, yeah. He go, Yeah, he, I mean, I guess he's earned it. I mean... But the fact that he's unable to just call in, like, what do you think he's doing right now that's so pressing that he can't call in? So we're looking at, so yeah, we're recording on Sunday evening. So yeah, um, walking around, probably going to see the Statue of Liberty, uh, (laughs) the Empire State Building, you know, tourist stuff, I guess. The thing is, it's like every weekend he's, he's going somewhere. He's, he visits his grandchildren more than, and I guess that makes him a good grandpa, but Maybe to me, who don't somebody who doesn't have like any kids or any grandkids, it seems a little bit overblown. He's making a trip to Indianapolis or Detroit every every weekend. It seems to just see one year olds who really don't do anything. They just kind of sit there and cry. That's that's always your claim, right? Like they're never going to remember it anyway, or they don't know what's going on. But I mean, what what else do you do when you get to that age and you're you know nearing? He's near retirement. What else do you do? I I hope when I'm that age that I don't have anything else to do. I can just take vacations whenever I want, fly to New York, fly to California, go out on a pontoon, just do whatever I want. That sounds actually pretty great. It does, but I, the way I envision his, I kind of thought, you know, with the, the podcast that we started up, him having like a second leg of a career, you know, like a sports, <laughs> sports reporter career. I kind of wish that he would go that route, but it seems that he's kind of going in the, 
like you said, the early retirement route, the kind of rest on his laurels, while Hondo Carpenter, his uh, competition, <laughs> broadcast competition, is just, like, grinding. That's, like, that's my problem. You know, I just I kind of expected more, but here we are. You know, me and you haven't missed a day. Haven't missed a day, but he's missed probably six or seven of our of our 89 so, episodes. So we're the Hondos of three-point podcasts. Yeah, that, that's a good comparison. <laughs> and and, and just, as, as I look to him, like, especially during, like, the Lions game today. He's, he's one of the voices of reason on my Twitter feed of, like, the Lions and Michigan, and he's just nowhere to be found. I don't even think he watched the game, like some sports fan. What comes to mind when you hear the words Main Street Pizza? Mm-mm. Yep, pretty much. You might even start drooling a little. If you're craving authentic, delicious pizza loaded with toppings, Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. Baked old style in brick ovens. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Ditch the reheated prepackaged dough and take a bite of pizza perfection. Go with a traditional favorite or try a delicious Main Street specialty pizza like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go. Made fresh to order. You take it home and bake it when you want for a fresh pizza any night of the week. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, Main Street Pizza gives you a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and dripping with toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Hashtag yummy. Advanced Elevator Company features top expert field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators. An area business leader and longtime supporter of the Corona Public Schools and a proud partner of Three Point Podcast. I didn't want to watch that Lions game. I mean, I knew that we, we you just knew watching the game, that, oh, they're going to find a way to screw this up. Yeah. And I, I ended up getting hurt because that was the first time in a long time that I've had my, like, hopes up and they've been dashed by the Lions. The yeah. first time in maybe, like, five years. I don't know, since the last time they were in the playoffs. But my, like, big takeaway from your Bristol story to, like, how you used to go to New York all the time, yeah. When you say that it's, like, 45 minutes away, is that kind of like the Allendales, like, right next to Grand Rapids, when in actuality it's, like, a 25-minute drive? Where you say yeah. it's, like, a 45-minute drive, is that really, like, a two-hour round, like, two-hour trip? Actually, yeah, that's a really good comparison because, right, like, people, I remember when I went to Grand Valley, I don't know, you don't really, growing up in Corona, I didn't know what the hell Allendale was, you know? Yeah, like, I didn't know what yet. Allendale was. But then people were, like, Oh, yeah, Grand Valley, it's actually not in Grand Rapids, but it's right next to Grand Rapids. And then, yeah, you get the Allendale. It's like, no, it's not. It's not right next to Grand Rapids. So, yeah, it is kind of like that, especially with the traffic. Yeah. I mean, it's 45, yeah, 45 minutes without the traffic. Yeah, if you could do a straight drive from Bristol to New York City, it'd probably be 45 minutes, but the traffic's crazy. But, but yeah, the, we'll have to get an update on what he did during mm-hmm. the Lions game. I don't know about you, but this Lions game, like, the, for the first, like, I don't know, 55 minutes, I was like, Matt Patricia is like showing me something here today. He showed me maybe this wasn't an atrocious hiring to bring him in. The defense yeah. like was balling out, even though they didn't they didn't have Darius Slay and like Quandre Diggs. The defense played really well, uh, regardless of how, whether they won or lost. But the way and it was actually Nick Wright that brought this to my attention. And I, I know you're an ESPN oh. guy. You probably don't like him, but I love him. 
he's like hit or miss. Like one take, he'll he'll throw out there. I'll be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm with that. And then like the next one is just completely a Skip Bayless take, and I can't handle it. But when the Chiefs like got it down to the five yard line with 30 seconds left, they only had one timeout. The Lions like for some reason called a timeout right there. And I know, like, that's, you know, people say, oh, well, they were tired on defense or the Chiefs would have scored anyway. But that, like, basically made it so the Chiefs could run the ball in the next play or they could throw it. Whereas if we don't call that timeout, they would have to throw it twice. And we saw it, like, they punched yep. it in on the run. They stayed the very next play. So it just, yep. Matt Patricia, like, basically this a roundabout way of saying, just when I thought he was a good coach, he does something unbelievably dumb and changes my mind. And just, what is, I can't get over what a crushing loss that was. Yeah, because, I mean, coming in, I mean, you kind of laid it out. Coming in, we talked about it last week. Everyone has just been all over Mahomes, and, and rightfully so. But what everyone was talking about, this was his first official NFL game on turf. You know, perfect conditions at Ford Field. He was going to throw for 600 yards and five touchdowns. No Darius Slay. Diggs goes out, whatever. That was like, what, in the first quarter? Quandary yeah. gets hurt. It was just like, oh, God, this is about to get ridiculously ugly. But, yeah, you said the defense actually played really well. I, I'm looking at the box score. Mahomes ended up with 315 yards yeah. passing, but no no touchdowns, no and you know no picks, and I'm seeing zero sacks. And now that I think about it, yeah, they never sacked him. But, I mean, for what Mahomes has been doing, that's actually, like, that's probably one of his worst days, as crazy as it is. But I was definitely thinking the same thing. When they got down to the goal line at the end of the game, I was like, just let them score and give Stafford the most time possible. Because yeah. The Lions offense was moving the ball with ease. You, you could tell, like, Matt Stafford came out with something to, like, prove today. Like, and that was what Chris Bielen was saying, that, you know, you don't think he hears about how Patrick Mahomes is, like, this new gunslinger, basically, like, usurping Matt, Matt Stafford of, of, of that, like, title. It reminded me a little bit of you, actually, Matt, like, at the annual Corona <laughs> alumni scrimmage. Like, you came into that game probably, what, six, seven years ago, wanting yeah. to prove a point, like, that, that those ESPN, like, intramural games, like, had been working. And that's kind of what he did today. Like, he balled yeah. out three touchdowns. But it just, like, it, it wasn't enough. In your case, your team won. Or, no, actually, you lost two. The alumni yeah. never actually won yeah. a game. It kind of basically pinpoint exact comparisons. That's a great comparison, yeah. I mean. But that's what it was like. Just a, an old dog trying to show that he had, like, had some, had some tricks up his sleeve. It was, especially, like, knowing he, they were saying, like, his hip was blown out, his back was blown out. I don't like even watching him like he was kind of like hobbling up and down the field yeah. a little bit. You could tell he was a little banged up. But but side note to the story you just told when I think it was Kyle Clough. I, I'm trying to remember if he was actually coaching that crown at the time. He's yeah. the one that told me about that alumni scrimmage and he he was going to play like Kevin Reed was going to play and stuff. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll go play. But I found out like two weeks before that scrimmage. So I started going to the gym like every day and getting shots up. I was like, I got to get some shots up. I had been playing like a little bit once or twice a week. But I was like, I got to get some shots up. But you you quickly realize like I was in okay shape. You quick quickly realize yeah I wasn't I wasn't in high school shape when no. I went back to play. No, it's crazy. And that's it's embarrassing. Like because I played in a couple right. alumni games now. It's embarrassing how out of shape yeah. you realize you are. But it's kind of yeah. crazy we haven't talked about this yet. How about the Kansas City Chiefs taking a 99-yard touchdown? That was, like, the most, like, same old Lions play ever. But how about Galladay? God, I want to rip Galladay's head off. What was he doing? Just – and he – it was the most, like, half-ass – How he just, like, how like he slapped him. Run? Yeah, he just, like, well, yeah, first yeah. he, like, tagged him. Like, it was, like, touch football. 
just tackle him. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, just show some heart. Like, I get that majority of the time that isn't, like, a fumble, but the way that the Chiefs, like, player, like, just got it on his knees and, like, was sprinting, like, he knew that ball was live. And yeah. Galladay, just, just no heart. Just I mean, embarrassing. It, it's that thing you hear when you're five years old or whatever, the first time you play tackle football, mm-hmm. you play to the whistle, you know. So, yeah, I watching that play, I was like, I don't think the whistle blew. What's going on? And then obviously the dude runs down the field, and that what that was after two fumbles in the red zone for the Lions. Two fumbles in the red zone, of course they take that, and I don't know whatever that that whole complete the process, the Galladay touchdown, they took it away. It looked like a touchdown to me, but of course the play after they take that touchdown away, Stafford fumbles and gives it back to the Chiefs. Yes. Like, but even the Chiefs, we've talked about it every week so far this season. What the Chargers, the Eagles. And then the Chiefs, like, it's something about playing the Lions this year that their opponents try and do Lions things. Yeah. And just, like, turn the ball over, fumble. Like, Mahomes has his worst day of the year. Are the Lions actually good this year? And they're forcing their opponents, you know, to play bad, I guess? The, or, no. It's kind of crazy. The thing, the thing that shows me that this, is, this Lions team is not real, and I get it's the fans, but I feel like the fans kind of, like, embody their team. After this game, all the Lions fans on Twitter and just in general are, like, happy to have, like, just put up a good fight against the Chiefs. Like, what are, like, when, you wonder why our our team, is, and I'm going to call this a program, the Detroit Lions, you wonder why this program has, like, struggled for eternity. It's because we were, like, taking participation trophies. Like, and I know I'm, like, we're, like, millennials or whatever, but we're taking participation trophies. Yeah. When in the world should an NFL team be happy that they put up a good fight against a Against, just against anyone, the Patriots, whoever. So that just shows me, like, wh- what is wrong with this fan base and just this team? Just happy to take a close game. It's not how you. That's not how you play in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, because I, I was definitely one, and you know, now that it's been whatever, a little bit after the game was ended, it is kind of like, well, damn, we, we were let down again, typical Lions. But right away when it ended, I was kind of on that side you're talking about. I was like, hey, two and all. You know, a lot of people call on the Lions pretenders. They just hung with the best team in the league, probably, besides the Patriots, maybe. And really, like, almost gave that game away. Like, you could almost say the Lions actually gave that game away. But whatever, they lost. So you, you can say they actually, like, measured up to what the Chiefs did. Now, come playoff time, or if this was in Kansas City, uh, who knows how that game would have gone. But um, I mean, it seemed like the, the Detroit like fan base like was a little bit lo- – like, they were more into that game than they have been in a long time. Like, this was a heartbreaker. It really was. I can't I, – I'm not going to fault the team too much because when they fumbled that ball and it returned 99 yards, I would have quit. If I was on that team, like, I would have quit and folded <laughs> up shop, like, right right on the spot. There's that, no way. They fought back and they kept playing. They took the re, – retook the lead. If I'm in that – if I'm on – maybe that's not why I'm not in the NFL, which is kind of like a quitter mentality. If I'm on that team, there's no way in hell. We end up losing that game by 30 if that happens to me. That is the same old Lions play of that game. Yep. Like There's always they, one. Stafford, Stafford fumbles it, and it's kind of like, ah, oh, man. But then they, like, they force the fumble or they force the punt or whatever on that next drive, get to the goal line. Why was on Johnson trying to, like, reach the ball out? Like, what are you doing when there's 37 guys on the goal line and the dude takes it back? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to ask you because, you know, you're a younger guy. You, you play football, you know, more recently than Ted or I. Hurdling wasn't that big when I was playing in high school. Like, I feel like... If a dude, like, if a guy tried to hurdle, even, like, if, 
my years of playing yeah. black football post high school. Like hurdling doesn't happen that often. When did well, hurdling become cool? Where, when you played in high school, the guys tried to hurdle. Like there was one. That's the talk in the NFL. Like everyone's trying to hurdle nowadays. There was one time where we're running back my team, Dave Dumont. He literally hurdled a guy. Like like one of like the hurdles you see in the NFL. But it's a flag in high school football. You cannot hurdle guys. Oh right. So yeah, it was yeah. brought back, and for some odd reason, Coach Robinson, because it was a flag, like the huddle, like programming, which is huddle is like an app that you shoot, like for those who don't know, it's like a, it's basically what you put your film on, like football or basketball film. If it was yeah, a penalty, like the play does not get, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. so the penalty did not get saved. So that like sweet hurdle where you just hurdle a guy in midfield, like it's gone forever. Like there's no, <laughs> it's gone. It is like, it's for some reason it's only like tight ends. And I guess that's because a lot of people like chop at the, at their legs uh, right. or knife at their legs. But yeah, it's like the last two weeks you've seen guys like try to hurdle a guy and the cornerback like doesn't even ball for it. Yeah. But I don't know. It looks cool. If I, if I, I don't know if we're the ones that should talk because I feel like if we had the ability to hurdle somebody, we definitely would have tried it. So for sure, definitely. Yeah, I, I forgot that it's a penalty in high school. So that's probably why you don't see it that much. But one last thing, I just had the Lions. Like, just this Justin Coleman guy. Where the hell did he come from? Like he, he's he's been balling out all year. He shut down Sammy Watkins for basically the entire day. I don't. Where did he come from? Yeah, well, he was, I know he was undrafted, I think, in, like, 2015. He's been in the league for a few years, and he was undrafted. So, I mean, he kind of, like what you're saying, came out of nowhere. And, I mean, he he stepped up, and, you know, like Darius Slay being out, he almost didn't even miss Darius Slay, like, to an extent, because Coleman was playing so well. What about the Lions punching out, like, eight balls today? <laughs> that was wild. Defense played well. And it's funny you say the defense played well. They still gave up 27 points. Right. I mean, and then with, with thirty, with another seven coming, like on the obvious like return fumble, but they still gave up twenty-seven points, yeah. which is just crazy. That just shows you like how good the Chiefs are. Like, it's funny how people will say Mahomes didn't play that well, basically just because he didn't have like touchdowns. Right. I mean, he he was definitely missing a lot of throws, but still, I mean, he threw for like over three hundred. Like, what was the total? Like three hundred fifty yards or something like that. But he still three, played pretty damn well. Yeah, three fifteen, and 15. he rushed. He rushed for 54 yards. And he had a back-breaking fourth and eight. That was a back-breaking yeah. rush by Patrick Mahomes, and it, which probably that's the Detroit Lions defense. Like I said, they're, they're not quitters like I would, but if I was on that defense, part two, I as soon as he gets, I'm selling out for that one play alone. If they and if they convert that, I'm basically folding up shop again. So twice I would have pulled it up shop. So at least we learned that we have a tough team. They at least battled, but mm-hmm. like you could, you have to know that the defense at the end of that game. Like, all, all I was thinking was, okay, the defense was playing well, but I was like, I mean, how many times are you actually going to stop Mahomes? Like, yeah. What, it's only a matter of time, yeah. About it. yeah. I was like, it's only a matter of time. They're going to march down and score. I was just hoping they left enough time on the clock for Stafford. But also, I, don't, I love Stafford. If, if you see my Twitter feed, obviously, I, I'm i a big Stafford stan. Stafford slappy. I am a Stafford slappy. But <laughs> one thing that he doesn't do well, and he actually got him to the end zone at the end of the game today. He doesn't throw hail marys very well. No. Like you, you see Aaron Rodgers, and we've seen him as Lions fans. He's killed us like twice with hail marys. Aaron Rodgers, some of these other dudes throw like dimes for hail marys. Stafford always kind of like floats it up there, yeah. and flutters. That's that's one thing he doesn't do well. The last, yeah, that last play. Talk about just an, an anticlimactic end to just a wild game. Where he threw it like five yards short of the end zone, the guy just passed it down. No one around him. Just, <laughs> That's what I mean. His, I feel like his hail marys either end up out of the end zone or ten yards short. Welcome to the Ultimate Pizza Showdown. 
In this corner, the reigning champ, Main Street Pizza, with its huge toppings of gooey cheese and fresh dough. And in the other corner, some other pizza looking kind of weak, with wimpy pepperoni and almost no cheese on top. The judges take a bite of Main Street Pizza. And the scores? 10, 10, 10. Now, it's the challenger's turn. Ooh, the judges don't look very happy. The scores are in. Two, three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. In the unanimous knockout, Main Street Pizza wins again. Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Go with a traditional favorite or try delicious Main Street specialty pizza, like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go, made fresh to order. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, you get a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and covered in toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. TheCoronaConnection.com knows it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on all that at Corona at CoronaConnection.com. And speaking of Corona... All parents want to do what's best for their child, right? Well, look no further than the Corona Public Schools, where nearly 40% of the entire student population are school of choice students. Rated the top high school in Shiawassee County by U.S. News & World Report, young or old, it's great to be gold. But uh, speaking of good defenses or lack thereof, Michigan State, giving up 31 to Indiana, I knew that there was a little bit of debate. You still think that Michigan State has an elite defense. I'm on the side of... If you give up 31 points to Indiana, and listen to this stat line from Indiana's quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., 33 for 42, 286 yards, three touchdowns. He hadn't played in the previous two games, and he just comes out and balls on that defense. How can you still be an elite defense if Indiana's out here looking like the Kansas City Chiefs on you? I'm not going to sit here and say they're an elite defense. I just looked it up quick. That game dropped them down to 22nd in the nation in defense, so – that vaunted, they're no longer a top five defense. Uh, Indiana's sneaky, though. Like, oh, okay. It's Indiana. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, it's Indiana. It's Indiana. I don't, even know if you, I don't even know if you can call Indiana a basketball school anymore. I mean, they are, but they haven't been good in basketball in a long time. They haven't been good in anything for a long time. For a really long time. But, like, I mean, Michigan, even when they've actually had, like, a good team, Indiana always seems to give them trouble or whatever. Yeah. But, it, it is typical Indiana to, like, push a good team, like, all the way to the end and then lose it. That is, like, that, man, if I was a part of that program, they seem to have, like, one or two of those games every single year, and they just can't win it. They can't get, like, that program-defining win. I'll be curious to see Michigan State's defense against Justin Fields. I mean, that Justin Fields and Ohio State's offense look like they could probably be hanging with the Chiefs right now. Yes. But, I mean, that, that'll be the test. I mean, this, this coming up weekend, seeing – Joe Bocci and all those guys. The, the secondary at Michigan State actually looks a little iffy. They lost a lot of guys, so they, they're a little iffy. So, yeah. I mean, it, it looks like right now Justin Fields might hang 40 on them. Yeah. But, but, you know, oh. but I, I tweeted it out, and I know we went back and forth a little on Twitter. This is, Am I not right in thinking, like, this would be yes. the, Mark, the Mark Antonio magic? He's going to hold Ohio State to 10 points, and Michigan State's going to win 13 to 10 or something? I can just see that happening. No, you're you're 100 spot on. This is exact. This is the spot that D'Antonio lives for. The like underdog. No one believes in us. 
the thing, it's not a home game for Michigan State. At Columbus, night game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, I, I get, that place is going to be rocking. I mean, they this team is just firing on all cylinders. I would say they have the best offense in the Big Ten and the best defense. I mean, just comparing Michigan State defense to Ohio State, they put up a lot better of a fight against Indiana's, as you say, like sneaky offense. Indiana couldn't do anything against Ohio State. I just don't see a world where Michigan State, because I feel like it's probably going to be a shootout, and I just don't think Lewerke can. He's played well. He played well against Indiana. But it's just I don't see a world where he's going to be able to keep up with Ohio State and Justin Fields. I mean, they look unbeatable. They look like the best team in the country right now. I mean, they look completely unbeatable. And Lewerke actually played great. I mean, yes, it was against Indiana, but whatever. It was, it was a dogfight type of game. Lewerke played really well. He, he made some big plays. But the, the funniest thing to me, and I'll be curious, I mean, I, that Michigan State-Ohio State game, like I actually feel like I'm going to be like locked into that game. It's going to be a good one, I think. It's going to be a good one. But, like, Everyone was selling, Gabriel Union and Dwayne Wade and everyone else was selling Nebraska as being back because of Scott Frost and Adrian Martinez. And they, Ohio State, just, like, put them in their place immediately. That game was over five minutes into that game. I don't see them doing that to Michigan State just because I feel like Michigan State has a little more pride and, you know, a little stronger of a program or whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm trying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they have a choice. I just don't know if they have a choice. I mean, Ohio State, we saw it against Michigan last year. They just have, like, head and shoulders the best athletes in the Big Ten. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just, they have, like, SEC athletes going against. It's just like a JV versus a varsity team. It's basically what it is. Yeah, they, they, look, they look faster than they Like, everyone. They look faster at every position. Oh, okay, Justin Fields comes in. And has to learn a new offense, and it looks like he's been there for five years or something. Oh, new head coach doesn't matter. The only thing about I, how long do you think Ryan Day stays around? Do you think the NFL starts calling? I mean, man, you're already <laughs> we just we just got rid of Urban Meyer, and you're already like the only way we can beat this guy is if the NFL. I'm pretty much in the same boat as you, man. The NFL, hopefully, they do come calling because I don't know, I don't see a world where Michigan beats them, but Ohio State and like the Nebraska game, that's a classic. And I don't know if you remember this term, Clemsoning. Like, a big oh, game where they just come out and shit the bed. That's exactly what Nebraska did. And although, like, Clemson's term is kind of, like, lost its luster because now they're, like, they won two national titles and they kind of show up to every big game. Yeah. It's just, like, when the lights are on and it's a night game in Nebraska and the whole fan base is pulling for you, like, you can't do what you did, which is just get absolutely blitzed. I don't care if it's you're going against the New England Patriots. Just have some fight. And they just don't. Yeah. Just think, we, we talked about the Lions for a while. If... If that if Nebraska would have put up a fight like the Lions did against the Chiefs, maybe you could have looked at that and been like, okay, you know, Ohio State's legit. They're top five. Okay, you know, whatever. Scott Frost is supposed to be turning around that program. Yeah. You know, Adrian Martinez is supposed to be a Heisman candidate. He's just throwing interceptions all over the place. And, yeah, that, I mean, they got run off that field at home, too. I mean, for for one weekend, I could I can watch that game and laugh because that's basically what yeah. Ohio State did to Michigan last year. But one thing I did want to know on the Michigan State game, so you know me, I basically I watch I pretty much make it a, a habit of watching every single state uh, post game presser, like if it's they don't play that well or it's a close game or they lose. So the working in the presser said this. So if you remember, like he made a really good play, ran it all the way down the one-yard line right before the clock ran out in the, at the end of the game where they were able to kick the game-winning field goal. He said yeah. this. He, he said he knew that the smart thing to do was to go down at the one so that they could – this is what he says. I'll just say what he said word for word. 
I w- he was aware of all that stuff that, you know, running the clock down, leaving Indiana no time to come back and score. I was aware of all that stuff. So I was kind of thinking about whether or not I should score or not. Ended up working out well. There is no way in hell that he was thinking about that when he was running. Uh, he just got tackled. No, I don't know. Definitely not on, the, on his side. But I was actually going to take, like, a video because I, w- I was watching it at work. And when he, like, broke free, whatever he did, he, like, juked around that DB. <laughs> Jeez, what a crappy TV. Yeah, yeah. I swear I could see him, like, slow up for a second. And I I told the dude that was in the room that I was working with, I was like, it looked like he was about to drop to the the ground right there, but he was at, like, the 10-yard line or something, so he ran some more. No, I I actually, I'm going to believe him on that. Because, honestly, when I I was watching it, it looked like he was about to drop to the ground. Well, that makes me, because you're the biggest Michigan slappy in the world, so the fact that you're saying that, maybe I am wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong. One thing I wasn't wrong, though. Remember when we had this debate where Michigan State fans were complaining that there was, like, no good home games this year? And I told you. I said, mark it down. Indiana homecoming. This is going to be a dogfight. And it was. Uh, Which, unlike Michigan, I'm sure you have some thoughts on. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even watch the Michigan game. I watched the highlights. But it's like. Did they really show us anything different? I mean, you you seem to be like locked in on this game for some reason. You were loving it. Oh, I was locked in. I mean, I did. I I had to work later. Mm-hmm. I was at home. I, I had to come in in the afternoon. So yeah, I was on my couch. I watched that whole game. Oh yeah, God. Well, I will say I didn't watch like the last three minutes. <laughs> at that point, now that that's almost worse. Just finish it out. <laughs> Should have just finished it out. Yeah. But no, I, all I wanted to see was an asshole. That's what I wanted to see. Don't even mess around. Don't. Let it be 24 to 10 or something stupid like that. So I got to see that. And honestly, I'm not going to say, like, oh, Michigan's back. Carball's got him clicking. All I hope is it looked like they were trying to throw the ball some more. It looked like they're, I mean, it's against Rutgers. I honestly, like I tweeted out, I think Rutgers would struggle to go 500 in the GLIAC. Like, Rutgers is terrible. And they fired, like, their whole coaching staff today. So they're just, they should fold their program probably. But but, so, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. But hopefully they've looked at that offense where they're trying to throw it to all those receivers and do some more. I don't care if it was against Rutgers. Look at that and be like, this works. Like, this is what works. So they play Iowa next weekend. Hopefully they can be like, we got to throw the ball. Like, handing it off, even though I do like Zach Charbonnet, handing it off 33 times to him, that's not the answer. Funny, man. Backtracking a little bit on Zach Charbonnet, uh, after you basically called him, like I've said before, Bo Walker in a Michigan uniform. How about that ricochet shot you just threw at, at a couple of the podcast guests we've had on? Uh, Tony Anise from Ferris State, Ryan Brady from Saginaw Valley State at the GLIAC Conference. They play yeah, some good trying, football up here. Trying to give the GLIAC some love. That almost, It seemed like you were saying that Rutgers was so bad. <laughs> I guess you could view it as the, the GLIAC is so good that a Big Ten team could be dropped in there and they would beat them up a little bit. But I don't know. This I game mean, shows it, me nothing. Is, is Rutgers a Big Ten team, though? Yeah. I uh, Hey, birthplace of college football. <laughs> they do have that. But, but this game shows me nothing. I mean, you, you're you even, like, trying to get something out of it, like this passing game. It shows me nothing. I mean, like you said, they're going against a JV yeah. team. They could do whatever they want. They could have ran the ball 100 times. They could have thrown the ball 100 times. One thing that is of note is that Gaddis is down on the field now. Uh, yeah. I like that I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you about that. Because I've always hated coordinators who call the game from up top. Like, I get why they do it to get, like, a full view of the field. But just something, like – the conversations you would have, and I know they have the phone, but the conversations you would have with Shea Patterson, the stuff you could audible right away on the field, 
It yeah. just seems so much better to have him down on the field. So I guess that's a good sign. Although I'm not sure if that is a good Maybe we should just have him as far away from this team as we can. So maybe he should be up in the press box. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure last week you said he should be fired already. Yeah, so I maybe <laughs> it's was, just a bad move. To your point, he was, and they, they made sure to show it a lot on TV. Like, right when Patterson would come off, right when a receiver, he was, like, in their ear yeah. the whole time. So, yeah, I mean, if, if there's one positive out of that, you know, he's right there to coach him up or whatever. But I, I, was, that, I was real curious to hear what you had to say. I figured you would have, like, just laughed it off and said that's terrible because I know you're a Brady Hope guy, and, like, he never wore a headset. So I, I didn't Well, that's because he's a player's coach. coach being on the when you're an offensive coordinator, you got to have a headset on. I mean, that's – but when you're a head coach, he was a delegator. That's what Brady Hoke was. He was a glorified cheerleader down there. <laughs> hey, Sugar Bowl victory. Last DCS Bowl victory for Michigan. So I don't know if we can hate him too much. Last time we beat Ohio State was with Brady Hoke. Bring him back. That's true. Hashtag bring back That's Brady. But we're going to we're gonna have a good litmus test with Iowa upcoming this week. I mean, they kind of, Iowa kind of pegs me as one of these teams where basically just because they're undefeated, like they have like the number 14 rank, I don't know if they deserve that or not. They beat Ohio uh, Iowa State, sure, but that was also at home. Right. But, I mean, they did one thing like that you can kind of compare. And I know this isn't like it's apples to oranges in some sense, but Iowa beat Middle Tennessee on Saturday 48-3. Smoked up. Yeah. Michigan was in a dogfight with Middle Tennessee. We talked yep. about that week one. Yep. So, if that's any decider of what we're looking at here, it's that we could be in some trouble. Here. Yeah, you're – their their quarterback, your guy Asher. Yeah. He, he didn't look, he didn't look that good against Iowa. He was no, he didn't look like Johnny Manziel. No. <laughs> I mean. So yeah, I've kind of both of those games, the Michigan State Ohio State game and Iowa Michigan. I think you're going to see like a lot. Say if Ohio State does to Michigan State what they did to Nebraska, okay, there you go. Or yeah, Iowa runs Michigan out of their building, and okay, there you go. Like I, those, those should be two really good teams. What would you say is more likely, Michigan State stays within 14 or Michigan wins? More likely? Yes. I'm going to, I mean, just going off of what Ohio State has done, I'm going to say Michigan wins just because Ohio State looks like an NFL team. Out there. What about Michigan? I mean, would you, we just got blown out by Wisconsin, though. Kind of like what you just said a couple minutes ago. I don't know, like, if Iowa's a little fraudulent because they yeah. just haven't really played anyone. So, And it's at the big house, so whatever that's worth. You know, you were I, – I don't even really – I don't know if I want to say this, but you were dogging on me last year for being excited about the blue end zones, you know, at the big house. Yes. They're yet to lose a game at the blue end zone. So what I, I probably just jinxed it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. The blue end zone. The fact that you you pulled that. Did you did you come up with that on your own, or did you see like a tweet I, that said that? I, I've been keeping it in the holster for what, yeah. like 15 months now. Or something Probably like shouldn't have whipped it out now. Maybe after they had like a big home victory, you could have whipped that out. But should have waited until like if they upset Ohio State at the end of the year. I think that you saying that now just shows you that you have zero confidence in Michigan because you <laughs> you made sure to get that out. Kind of like with the Michigan or with the Detroit Lions take last week, where you said that me and Ted were wrong for punting on them. It's you, you knew when to get that out before it was too late. <laughs> yeah, I probably did just set it up. I was going to win, and the whole blue end zone thing going to be over. Michigan's going to be out of the top twenty-five. Yeah, you're going to be back to fire Harbaugh, bring Brady Hoke back. Did, I mean, is it that bad? I mean, who knows? Oh, the the name getting thrown out there, and I know you are, and me and you are kind of both in the same boat. We don't want Harbaugh gone. But yeah. one of the names I saw where I'm like, I don't hate that. I'm not sure he's, like, the best coach, but he is entertaining. Mike Leach. Oh, God. I knew you were going to say that. No. If if Rich Rod was a bad fit at Michigan, what do you think Mike Leach is going to be? 
that old school Michigan alum sports boosters, all the people who donate money, don't want anything to do with Mike Leach. I don't know. I mean, it would be fun to watch him on the field throwing the ball 50 times a game. I mean, I'm here for that. It's a little better than handing the ball to. I can tell. I can promise you this: Mike Leach doesn't hand the ball off to Ben Mason. That's that's true. That's That's a plus. I mean, you got to take that into account now. Probably would not bring his defensive tackle in to run the ball. That is probably true. But he did. He's lost like his the last. They're bad. Washington State's not good. And he did. I saw like in his post game presser they got beat last night. He called his players like fat, dumb, happy, and entitled. (laughs) I mean, like. Can you imagine if, if he did that after a Michigan game? Like, people would be running him out of Ann Arbor. I, you're saying that you would have been opposed to Jim Harbaugh saying that after the Wisconsin game? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I would be opposed to it. If it I would have loved it. They deserve it. So you, you keep talking about Brady Hoke. I, I was going to ask you guys at one point if we ever talked about coaches or whatever. So he's back at San Diego State. So he, he was the head coach at San Diego State before he became head coach at Michigan. Yeah. But he's back at San Diego State now is like, defensive backs coach or something like that is there a more humbling like career trajectory than like going back to where your career kind of started yeah. but not as a, not as a head coach that is pretty <laughs> time is a flat circle i mean he's back at san diego state that is pretty embarrassing i will say this he's still hired though I and mean, living he, in San Diego. Yeah, he could he oh, could be jobless. He made a ton of money, and he's back living in San Diego. So actually, probably not that bad of a deal. No, no. Yeah, if anything, he no, he, he pulled one over on Michigan. He just he he probably knew he he's like, yeah, I'm not qualified for this. They, <laughs> I'm like pulling one over on these guys. Yeah, now he's getting paid. Went off the job. He probably just laughed his ass off. Told his wife, like, you believe this? Let's go. He he kind of did pull one over in the Michigan locker room. I saw it when I was there covering it. There is, like, a picture of Brady Hoke, like, with all the Michigan, like, greats. His face on the wall. I'm like, this is unbelievable. It's like he was, like, a god figure. And so maybe he, he did do it the right way. Get it, get in, get out, beat Ohio State, and you're done. So we were doing our podcast, obviously, back then. That was, like, peak of your Michigan fandom. Yes. By the time you were, like, old enough to actually be knowing what's going on with Michigan is kind of when shit started hitting the fan for the most part. But that 11 and 2 season with Denard, his first hoax first year at Michigan, that's like the best season thing you've seen basically. Yeah. I mean, I still remember how I if you remember when Devin Gardner was given the number 98, which looking back like what yeah. the hell what the hell are you doing wearing 98 like it's a joke. But when yeah. it was like oh this is a legendary jersey like we're bringing the legend jersey back and he came out against Notre Dame and just balled out that second year. Yeah. I, that's the most I've ever been in on a Michigan team. I mean just me as a freshman in high school, I loved every second of that. But it was a, it was a facade. Um, yep. Notre Dame ended up being a fraud, and so did Michigan. And yeah. But hey, we still have some good memories. Denard, at least they were entertaining. I mean, losing to Wisconsin, thirty-five to fourteen. That nothing about that was entertaining. Nothing was entertaining. Denard, Den- I, I tell my friends all the time, or like any people I work with, whatever. Denard is one of my favorite Michigan quarterbacks. Probably, probably one of my favorite Michigan players of all time. I think. Oh, he's my I, favorite, I without a doubt. He was, like you said, I don't care if he was through a few interceptions or whatever. You, When he had the ball, like you had to watch. He was must-watch TV. He, he made every Michigan game entertaining. He did. He Yeah, and you just kind of lived with, because, man, he could not throw the ball at all. <laughs> he, like, he, would I remember. Drop like, he would drop, like, three dimes a game, but then throw, like, five terrible balls. But you just lived with it. I mean, that, like, oh, that's classic Denard. It's you know, just, classic you know, Denard. he has a smile. He, has the, he doesn't tie his shoes. He just. 
I actually was like reading something weird that I was in a Dieter Dunnar Robinson rabbit hole. The sports science said that because his whole life he didn't tie his shoe, it made it so like the way he strikes like his feet when he's running is what made him like so quick. Like it was kind of uh, along with like some genetics, obviously. But right. So hey, maybe with Claire, yeah, yeah. like your daughter, just don't have her tie her shoes. She can be like a really yeah. good athlete. Never tie your shoes. You're gonna be fast. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's gonna work out, but. You asked me the question, Michigan State hanging with Ohio State or Michigan winning, what, what do you see happening more? Um, this is going to 100% an attempt to jinx Michigan State. I see Michigan State keeping that one close. So I would say I'm definitely – I mean, I have no trust in Michigan. I have no trust in Gaddis. So yeah, I, I, I'm out on them as of now. Like I said, that Rutgers, I still I, – basically it was a bye week this week. I just I look at Wisconsin game. That's the last I've watched them. So that's what I that's what I'm going off of. It basically was. It, it showed me one thing. You've probably heard a lot about Daxton Hill. You know the, the five star recruit that came yeah. in. He's a true freshman. He finally played like I don't know a decent amount against Rutgers, and he like blew a couple dudes up. He he clearly is the fastest guy on Michigan's defense. I don't care if he's a true freshman and is just like blowing coverages left and right. Doesn't know what you know, cover two is versus a cover one or something. He's your best athlete. That showed me I don't care. Put him on the field because I would rather see him out there if Ohio State's running all these crossing routes and just torching all these dudes than, like, some fifth-year senior Glasgow kid just getting beat left and right. Yeah, if he's a better athlete, then I don't know. This is a bad sign. This one, they just have, like, no difference makers, like, on this team whatsoever. Like, I don't even know who the safety is, which maybe that's just me being an idiot, but – but it's like if he's a better athlete than that guy, like take your lumps right. against the like you said the Rutgers and even like the Iowas. Just see what you have in him, so that it, if it, if there's any shot in the world where we're you know a one loss team going into Notre Dame or Ohio State or Michigan State, like he has some experience and you can kind of he's kind of work through some of the kinks where you can can cover some of those guys. All right, so yeah, it should be. Uh, I mean, it'll be a fun college football weekend as usual. Hopefully. Hopefully we're not completely let down the next time we record. But here's some words from our partners, and then we're going to play a couple old interviews for you to tie this one off. What comes to mind when you hear the words Main Street Pizza? Pretty much. You might even start drooling a little. If you're craving authentic, delicious pizza loaded with toppings, Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. Baked old style in brick ovens. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Ditch the reheated prepackaged dough and take a bite of pizza perfection. Go with a traditional favorite or try a delicious Main Street specialty pizza like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go. Made fresh to order. You take it home and bake it when you want for a fresh pizza any night of the week. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, Main Street Pizza gives you a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and dripping with toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Hashtag yummy. 
Hey, we all need a pub to chill out and relax at, right? Well, ours is Rivals. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast. Awesome food and drink. Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. We all love bargain hunting at an auction, right? Well, go online at SheridanAuctionService.com for information on upcoming auctions. They have an auction house that is jam-packed with all kinds of great items. Stay up to date by checking their website at SheridanAuctionService.com. Also, sign up for email notifications or call Troy Crow at 989-720-SELF for other details. Tony, this is Matt here. Um, I'm, I went to Grand Valley State. I, I graduated from Grand Valley State in 2008. So, so when I was there, Grand Valley was one of the best uh, football programs in Division Two, maybe maybe the best, and they won a couple national championships while I was a student there. And uh, So I was just wondering, when you took the job at Ferris State, Grand Valley was coming off of, I think, six straight GLIAC championships, and, you know, they were kind of running the show there in the GLIAC, and Ferris State was solid, but they were kind of usually around a 500 uh, football team. What did it mean for you to have a team or a school, a program like Grand Valley State to kind of set your goals to try and aspire to what they were doing and, and to compete against? Well, certainly it wasn't even uh, a consideration to measure ourselves to Grand Valley because, um, first off, what they had done, you know, it, it didn't matter to us in 2012 what they had done. You know, the reality is every season, you know, you're, you know, you're focused on, you know, that year. So, you know, the past was the past with, with what Grand Valley had done. You know, we, we didn't focus on them at all, and we didn't use them as a measuring stick at all. What I did do is, you know, people asked me right away when I took the job at Ferris, being in West Michigan, you know, how are you going to compete with Grand Valley? Well, we had beaten them since 1999, so that was the least of my concerns. My concern was, you know, you know, hopefully our guys could grow every day, try to be better every day, focus on ourselves and not worry about them and, and what they had done to Ferris for, you know, the whole the whole century. Um, and then, you know, we played them in 2012 and we beat them. And, and uh, you know, when even approaching that, that week, I said, let's not worry about Grand Valley. Let's worry, on, worry about Ferris State. And we went out and beat them our first year. And we've beaten them at least, uh, you know, at least one time a year for the last six years. And so, uh, you know, you just can't, you know, the reality is you can't just, you know, worry about, somebody uh, that's got an established program, when you're trying to establish a program, you worry about just trying to focus on yourself and try to develop your team and the mentality of your team to really be uh, believers that you can go out and beat anybody. And That's been our approach, and, and uh, you know we've, we've, we've been able to be very successful with that approach. Tony, certainly having that, that mantra of we're going to control what we can control and we're going to become as good as we can can be regardless of what anyone else is doing. Is that something that that you got from your your father Nick and the way that he coached? I never got the opportunity to play for him, um, uh, but I'm certain there are some things that you have have used from his his career. Can you share some of those some of those items? Yeah, no, I think absolutely. It comes from uh, you know, it comes from, you know, Nick and Ethan and his approach every day, you know, I don't think he ever worried about an opponent. I don't think he ever, you know, I don't think he ever, you know, put someone on a pedestal. Um, I think he just said, you know, we're the Corona Cavaliers and we're going to go out there and, and play. And, and and that was true and it always existed. You know, there were always, 
Um, his teams are always competitive. They, you know, they, they could go out there and beat anybody on any given day. And, in fact, in his very last year, I think he thought he had the best team in the state. And I think he would have played anybody that year. You know, unfortunately, uh, the way the playoff system worked back then, you know, they're, you know, Corona didn't get in at 9-0. and And that's unfortunate. But, yeah, you know, and then, you know, growing up with, uh, you know, the three brothers I grew up no, you know, it didn't matter, you know. I mean, you played enough basketball with Felden, no, Phil didn't care who he was playing against. Um, he didn't believe anybody was as good as him. And, you know, you know, you, you were you were the beneficiary, I think, of the Felonese attitude and that, you know, uh, you guys were able to win a state championship. But if you think back to when Frank Davis came into Corona and uh, assessed the challenges that uh, our program faced, I mean, it was, it was, it was horrible. And, uh, you know, Phil's team and, and, uh, you know, Georgie's team and, and that group of guys, I mean, they, they went to the regionals and, you know, they won 18 games and, and it was one of those things where that, I mean, that's when the program turned right then. And that was a year after I graduated, but, you know, that mindset is, you know, you know, we're going to go beat anybody at any time. And I, I think that, belief system's important because I think sometimes people uh, put some mental limitations, you know, on themselves in regards to focusing on what somebody's done in the past. And, and you know, if, if you're focused on what they've done, you, you know, you're probably going to lose to them, you know, just the mentality, you know. Uh, I see it every day. You know, I watched it last night when, when LeBron James, you know, willed his team to victory. Um, you know, when he doesn't really have a supporting cast. And, you know, it's just it's just the strength of trying to go out and be at your best and and not look at any opponent like they're better than you. I think that's important. I think it's a great mantra to live by and to certainly coach by. And I'm impressed that you gave some brotherly love out there. That was uh, that was good. Hey, I, I'm, I'm wondering, too, I know that uh, you're a little bit different from many coaches nowadays, you take a look at someone like Bill Belichick on the sideline wearing some cutoff sweats on the uh, on the side, and you still go with the tie look. What's the? Is, did you get that from your dad? Did you get that from Tom Landry, Dick Nolan? Who who is your who's your mentor when it comes to that? No, it's in honor of Nick and Ease. Um, I've done it, gosh, for I guess 330 some games now, um, and I, you know I would never never change that. So that's purely in honor of my dad and uh you know i just started wearing a tie thinking about you know my dad and what you know what you know how he really approached his business and and uh you know his profession and you know wearing a tie to me was uh, my way to honor him so that's why i've done it well, that's pretty cool. Uh, speaking of fantastic coaches, which obviously you and, and your, your dad, Nick, were, I, I remember when I went to a basketball coaches clinic and heard Lute Olson from Arizona speak, and he said that he started out as a seventh-grade basketball coach, and he said that he had faced coaches as a seventh-grade coach who were better than some of the guys that he went up against in Division One when he was at Arizona at the time. Can you think of any, any coach that you've ever competed against who you believe is just top notch, but they're just simply under the radar, and maybe somebody doesn't—they just don't know about this person. Whether it could be a JV coach, because I know you've coached multiple levels over the course of time. Is there someone who you just respect the heck out of, but they're under the radar? Well, yeah, and, and football—you know, I 
I've, I've you know, been a head coach for so long. I was only a JV coach for a couple of years. But asking that question makes me kind of think about how many times people say, well, he's just a high school coach. And uh, in the college football world, you know, you see um, Jeremy Pruitt, head coach at Tennessee, high school coach. You know, the, the head coach at uh, Texas now, high school coach. And, and so you see this, the head coach at Arkansas now, high school coach. And, and so you see all the success high school coaches, former high school coaches are having at the college level. You know, the head coach at Auburn, former high school head coach. So, so it's cool to see. Um, but, you know, there, there's so many guys that you, you think back, like, you know, John Chilito at uh, Zealand West now. Uh, you know, he, he runs a unique system, but uh, he's just a great coach, and, he, and he's so professional, and he does things so, you know, successfully. You know, coaching, I've coached against some great coaches, you know, so I coach against Alfred Casa, you know, Tom Mack. You know, those guys are just, you know, guys that, that you know, could, could roll into the college game and do, you know, great things um you know i said that to peter Sturzma a few years ago when he was at east grand rapids and i never coached against him but but uh, i talked to him about it and then he got the hope college job and all of a sudden like boom you know hope college is living good again so you know there's a lot of high school coaches out there that uh you know could coach college football and a lot of people say well you know they're high school coaches so they've never really recruited and uh I say this much about um, former high school coaches. You know, you're recruiting every day um, as a high school coach. You're recruiting in your hallways. You're interacting with teachers. You're interacting with students. You're, you're, you're uh, you know, making sure that kids are feeling okay, that teachers are, you know, they're doing well enough in their classroom with teachers. So high school coaches do, like, an extraordinarily amount of, uh, you know, extra things, um, that college coaches aren't used to doing. And I think being a high school head coach helps you to be a college uh, coach. And uh, it makes you really ultimately, I always say, uh, coach their heart, not their talent. And we've got that poster in our office. But we want to coach young people's heart, not their talent. So in high school, you've, you've got to coach everybody's heart because there's just not, you can't win with three or four talented kids in high school. In college, you recruit, so you got, you know, you got, you know, recruitable athletes everywhere. But in high school, you know, you might have that right guard on the football team that's 160 pounds. You might have that quarterback like John Patel who couldn't throw it 30 yards. You were my, you taught um, me. You might have that, you know, all of a sudden you might have that basketball team that, you know, is, is really small. So you're playing a style of basketball where you're pressing 94 feet up and down and, and so, you know, those are all things that high school coaches have to adapt to, where college coaches, in my opinion, um, it becomes challenging. And the last thing is high school coaches are teachers, so they're used to being teachers. You know, you sometimes listen to a college coach speak at a, at a, a convention, and they don't even know, you know, how to even really use technology to, to do a PowerPoint presentation and, and things like that. So. So those are all observations I've got between, you know, guys that potentially could be great college coaches but really haven't had the opportunity. So where do you think you've been able to have a bigger impact on your players' lives, as a college coach or as a high school coach? Oh, you know, as a high school coach, definitely. You know, there, there's people always say, well, you know, what, what do you like about the high school game and what do you like about the college game? I've loved being with the, 
with the players every day in high school. So, and I mean, I'm talking about every day. So, you know, like for instance, you know, our, our guys are have taking exams next week. Today, you know, being in the office, I see about half the guys, and probably next week I'm going to see about a quarter of the guys, and then I won't see any of the guys for you know the next three or four weeks till they come back for the summer and. And so you're with high school kids all day, every day. You're taking them home after practice. You're making sure that they have lunch if they don't have lunch. You know, um, you're making sure that they're they're you know studying for this test or that test if they need to. And and if mom and dad have something wrong where um, you know they need your help, then you're there to help. You know, um, the college game. Um, I our, my staff were incredible. Um, at taking care of young people, but the interaction just isn't at the high, at the highest level. Most of the time, you know, I I have to have my position coaches kind of monitoring my guys, and so I've got 125 players, so you know there might be eight receivers, and my receiver coach has to manage all eight of those guys, and and so high school football, you're just you're just like ingrained at a much higher level. All right, that's it for episode 89. No Ted tonight. Uh, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, nothing terrible happens to him in New York. You know, he doesn't get robbed or something like that. You know, we need him on this show. You know, he's the driving force. Uh, but you can subscribe and rate us on all the big podcasting sites, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and basically all the others. Uh, follow and comment to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at 3.5. Make sure you support our 3 Point Podcast sponsors as well, Main Street Pizza. They have some very, very good pizza. My personal favorite is the Main Street Special. Uh, Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, The Chronic Connection, and Card Service Michiana. Oh, man, we have more sponsors than I thought, and ProMac Engineering. Uh, be sure to check out our friends at Sports Radio Detroit and Z925 The Castle as well. This has been a three-point podcast production in conjunction. I've never liked that word conjunction that he always throws it at the end, but I'm going to read it in, in an ode to Ted with Sportsnet Michigan and WJS City Radio. Thanks again for listening and for supporting Three Point Podcast. Serving Shiawassee, Clinton, and Gratiot Counties, C925, The Castle, WJSC, Ashley Owasso.